welcome to another episode of a talk of opportunity <laughs> and with me as always you're supposed to introduce yourself <laughs> i'm sorry i'm choking hi hi i'm i'm, I'm andrew wait why the and, fuck did i say it like that you know who i am <laughs> and today we're talking about paladins <laughs> <laughs> just stand up in front of the class hi my name is andrew i like to play dungeons and dragons and when i grow up i want to feel andrews for all, all all of our millions and millions of listeners listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> just play the music So, Andrew. Yo. Today we're talking about my favorite class, or one of my favorite classes. The Paladin. The Paladin? The Paladin. It's the friendliest class in the game. It is. We're palin' it. Aha! Oh, God. That was really bad. (laughs) All right, cut. cut Now, how long were you ready to use that one? Just one drink? I was not. Yes, you were. Don't even even think about it. Yes, I was. You wrote it down. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Andrew. Yes. What do you know about paladins? Oh, what do I know about paladins? Oh, wait, before well, you get for- going, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> we need to talk about a beverage of choice for today. All now, right, we, so- we, heard for, we heard from certain people that we uh, tend to talk too much about our beers. And, and by I us, I mean Andrew. Bullshit. So, <laughs> what I, so what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to have a brief discussion about the history of beer. Oh, no. While I open mine up. So, What are you drinking okay. today? Oh no! Oh no! Oh, good. what are you doing? It was pouring over. <laughs> what an amateur! What are you drink? What are you drinking today, Andrew? I've got myself a good old fashioned Boddington. Bo- bo- body- Boddington. Yes. But <laughs> God, the frick! As much as I love it, the uh, the little like pour thing makes it like foam over super quick. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know how to pour it, yeah. No, no, no! I'm, talk- I'm talking like from the can, ah. like, like, like you have to open the can and immediately pour into a cup <clears throat> or glass or chalice. I'm, dr- I'm actually drinking from a chalice today, which is uh, oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's uh, thematic. I'm drinking so. straight from the bottle because I'm a peasant. <laughs> I'm drinking straight from the bottle because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking at um, I'm drinking at Lefe. A what? A Lefe. L E F F E L E F F E L E F F E Anton Levey. No, that's somebody else. Oh yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, I had it before in the show. It's a Belgian L. The blood. Subtle subtle sweetness accentuated with aromas of vanilla and cloves. It's year round, which means any any fucking normie can get this beer, which makes it not special. Yeah, I wasn't going for a special today because we're talking about paladins. But those, but paladins are special. Exactly. I want more time on the paladins and less on the beer, Andrew. We talked that's, about that's, this. That's true. That's true. I, I'm actually, I actually told Jose we have to keep the beer the beer uh, chatter brief because I want to talk about paladins. So let's get on it. Okay, Grandpa. All right. Tell us about the so, history. I. <laughs> look just because i'm actually interested in this crap 
So I'm interested too. It's, you know, <laughs> just not as much. Um, <laughs> hold on, wait. First, let me get let me get my first sip in. You haven't even drank your beer. Oh my god, this is why it takes so long. <sighs> Sorry, I know. I was waiting. I was waiting for like the the head to settle. Okay. Oh so, yeah. So the history of paladins is actually at at first I thought it was kind of like eh, but then when I read further into it, it's it's actually to me pretty fascinating. So. The word paladin um, stems from a a uh, an old French word mean Palasian, or uh, there's another uh, there's another theory that it came from a Latin word mean palat uh, palatinus. Uh, both of these uh, words mean um, translated of the palace. Now, what that meant was that this was mainly used in the court of Charlemagne. Um, it was his like his like trusted knights, like his king's guard kind of a thing. And for the longest time, that's what paladins were. They were like the king's guard. They were, you know, the ones closest to the king kind of a deal. Um, and it wasn't really until the the legends of like King Arthur came around that the what we perceive as paladins kind of shifted. Now, I'm not going to get too deep into Arthurian myth because it's a huge rabbit hole. Oh, man, we should do an episode about that because it's amazing. We really should because it's, <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. But but the long and short of it is that the origins is kind of lost in time. Like, no one really knows where exactly it starts. So there's a lot of theories and interpretations of it because of that. But the uh, one of the most common interpretations besides the... Lady of the Lake, Merlin, Sword and Stone one that everyone knows and loves is the one where um, King Arthur and his uh, particularly Knights of the Round Table um, they didn't get their abilities from like uh, pagan magic uh, like <coughs> wizardry and stuff like that they they were instead bestowed uh, their abilities by God uh, through their oaths uh, like oaths of actual devotion um, the most, I, I would say probably the most popular uh, interpretation of this is the is the book of the once and future king where the knights of the round table can perform actual miracles due to their oaths like I, I believe it's either Galahad or Lancelot I forget which one but he can like actually do lay on hands and cure you of like leprosy or blindness or whatever oh really and, I actually didn't mm -hmm. know that yeah and this is this was um <clears throat> This was like in the early ages of Catholicism, which it was a pretty common practice for them to take um, like folklore and kind of skew it towards a more Christian thing um, as kind of a, as, as kind of a means um, as like a tactic to convert more people. Um, so it was so it was um, so the idea behind it was that King Arthur and his men, as long as they, you know, kept their devotion and their oaths and like their their chastity and whatnot to God. They were able to to maintain their influence and powers and stuff like that. And that's why like King Arthur, well, in that interpretation, that's why King Arthur was like undefeated in combat. And that's why Lancelot was like the greatest knight in all of the land and stuff like that. And so that kind of permanently shifted the idea or the word paladin to meaning like the Kingsguard to now a knight of God. And, and from then on, um, it's kind of stayed that way and they actually they used that interpretation of Arthurian myth plus a book called Three Hearts and Three Lions which I've never read but I've always heard good things about they use those um, 
influences from that to create the paladin class in uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Now, <clears throat> the paladin was introduced in Dungeons and Dragons um, in the first supplement for the original Dungeons and Dragons, the Greyhawk supplement, right alongside the rogue, or as it was then called, the thief class. And unlike any of the other classes that um, that came after that, it was not a prestige class. It was just straight out the gate, hey, you want to be a paladin? You can be a paladin. And a, a really neat thing about it was that for the first three editions of um, D&D, if you were going to be a paladin, you had to be lawful good. That was a requirement. You you have to stay on the straight and narrow. You know, you were, um, you know, you were like God's chosen. Like you were, you know. What would happen? What would happen? It if wasn't you- until fourth edition that they broke that. Um, and this is like 30 years of tradition that they're like, you know what? There's no alignment requirements, um, which I'm not sure if that caused a big controversy or not, because I know in I know in 3.5 alignment requirements were a huge deal. We might have to do an episode on that um, <clears throat> or just alignment in general. <clears throat> but yeah, but fourth edition and subs- uh, subsequently fifth edition, they kind of did away with the alignment requirements for that. And because of that, they made a lot of um, made a lot of leeway for, uh, for I, I believe, a lot of create. Uh, uh, a lot of leeway for creativity. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> so what, what what would happen in like 3.5 if, uh, if you would break your alignment? So in 3.5, um, like I said, you had to stay lawful good. And it was kind of up to the DM's discretion, like what lawful good was. Um, and so if you, if you, broke out of that alignment you would lose your powers like you would like there was actually something i believe it was called like a fallen paladin um and 5e it's called Oathbreaker. i'm not sure what it was called in um yeah in fourth edition but i think i think it was either called a fallen paladin or a lost paladin but essentially what it was was that you just became like a fighter that wasn't as good as fighting because like your fighting ability is, is supplemented by like your holy powers and stuff like that so so if if you if you lost your powers, obviously you can go on like an oath for or not an oath, sorry, a quest for redemption. Um, you can try to you know get your get your abilities back, but yeah, it was it was difficult. <laughs> Depending on your DM, naturally, it was difficult. Um, and then in five so, edition, they just have a straight up half orc being a paladin, right? On the book. Well, <laughs> well, in fifth uh, in fifth edition, they kind of. They, like I said, they did they they did away with the alignment requirements, but the but you still had to keep your oaths. Right. I think I think this makes the paladin one of the more, if not one of the most fascinating classes in Five E and in those kind of terms, because it's like if you're like a swashbuckler rogue, that's just who you are. If you're a Kensei monk, that's just who you are. You know, if you're a Circle of the Landry, that's just who you are. However. If you stray from this path as a paladin, you stop becoming that kind of paladin and you actually can lose your powers. Right. And and it says it in in the uh, PHB that if you if you stray from your oaths and you don't seek redemption, like that's it. Like you're you're going to lose them <laughs> and 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 you'll and you might have to become the um the oathbreaker paladin that's in the uh the dungeon master's guy, which is like a, a secret class. Um, yeah, I just, I just think that if you're, if it's pretty important 
to kind of what as with any class you're going to have to communicate with your dm when you're playing it and just and just like kind of like let them know like hey how um <laughs> like how stern are you going to be on these oaths kind of a thing because i if i was playing a paladin like if you were running a game i was playing a paladin i would kind of want you to keep me against that you know like i want you to hold me against that like you know the oath of devotion is i'm supposed to be honest and courageous and stuff like that like i want you to hold like hold on to that so if i start lying and i start like you know acting all like cowardly and stuff like that like hey you're you're kind of getting off the path there you know so like and and it, it's just just kind of like it sort of keep you in check you know <clears throat> so I mean, we and we we'll, we'll get into the oaths later because that, that's that's their subclasses. But um, yeah, uh, definitely um, a lot of potential in terms of just sort of baked in uh, like character arc. Yeah, and I think um, I think I think that's why it's always been one of my favorite classes. Um, <clears throat> if I always it's also really it. fucking strong. Yeah, <laughs> you can hit things pretty harshly, and depending on the oath you take. Which for me is mainly being the vengeance, but I never gotten I never gotten past level five. Oh man, some of these some of these O's get like real crazy later mm-hmm. on. Yeah, we'll 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 definitely have to get into that. So I actually did a little bit of studying because I wanted to know. Well, obviously, um, because when we went over the. Um, in the classes episode, when we were talking about the different classes, we kind of said that paladins were invincible, like nothing can stop them. And actually, that's not true. I came upon two different uh, weaknesses that a paladin has, and one's pretty glaring, and the other one is kind of more of like you can kind of work around it if you want to. That's for me. No, no, no. Actually, kind of hear me out on this. So why does it say I'm idled? Whatever. <laughs> Discord's like, hey, you're not a computer. I'm like, yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> so the first big one, um, paladins have like no range game. Nope. Like, like at all. Yeah, paladins have like no range game at all. Um, do they? They do. They do start with. Do they get javelins? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have javelins and stuff like that. And you might have like a heavy crossbow or something like that. But because um dexterity is going to be probably your dump stat for a paladin you're you're not going to have any sort of ranged abilities whatsoever because all almost all your spells are either touch or aoe um or on a melee hit so if if you if you're playing with a dm that is thinking tact uh tactically and they just have like a really well placed archer or like a wizard that has like a lot of range spells. That's gonna do, that's gonna do some serious damage to the uh, to the paladin. Um, the second biggest one is due to their um, due to their fighting style. They're not really that great in a crowd. They uh, they're excellent at one on one combat, but when it comes to like being like mobbed. They're really not that great. Yeah. Um, and, and that's more of like the earlier levels. Like later on, they kind of get some more stuff. But if you're like a one through five uh, paladin and you get and you get mobbed, like you're going to have a real rough time with that. <clears throat> so I don't see as a, I don't see that as a weakness. 
I I don't I really don't see that as a weakness. I, I, I I, a lot of classes have that though. I kind of see that more as like a um. Well, I mean, more as like a balancing kind of a thing, where you know you're gonna have like in, in, in an ideal situation. You're going to have, like, the fighter taking on some people, the wizard in the bag launching spells, and the ranger kind of, you know, laying down, suppressing fire. And so that allows the paladin to just focus on the big bad guy. You know, like, he's going to go in, he's going to rush the boss. All right, Andrew, so let's uh, just jump straight into the, the, the PHP paladin. Yeah, yeah, we went, over the, we went over the weaknesses. So let's talk about what, what makes the paladin great. Everything else. P- pretty much <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> so we start with strength and then and then and then, and then charisma mm-hmm. and that's it that's all you need yeah it says it says strength would be your highest ability score which every time i hear that yes <laughs> and, and then followed by charisma which because charisma is its spell casting ability and modifier which means it's also going to have great potential in role playing, right? Exactly. Um, so, which makes sense because they're like the knight in shiny armor, and most people are going to listen to them anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, these are. This is the. Uh, well, it's kind of like kind of like what you said. It's like Superman, but you know he's wearing armor and kind of you right. know, that kind of a thing. It's a medieval Superman. Yeah, I mean, a crusader would a crusader would also be accurate, but that's based on certain subclasses rather than others. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, so what do we get at level one? We start with Divine Sense. Yeah. So, Which all, 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 all this bad boy is, is that you can essentially uh, sense Celestials and Fiend and or, and, and or Undead within 60 feet of you. That is not in total cover. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, tell exactly what it is you could just you could just say like hey this is an undead right. um can you can you read the part where it says but not its identity uh yeah total cover you know the type celestial fiend and undead uh, of any being whose presence you sense but not its identity <laughs> <laughs> The vampire can't strut von Zarovich, for instance. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, and and another and a, a kind of a lesser detail is that you can tell if if uh, the ground you're stepping on is consecrated or desecrated. Which, right. What, what is the um, difference between those two? That's actually a really good question. Um, I know, I know, consecrated. I think consecrated means that. Um, like undead can't walk on there, but I think desecrated means. Oh, what does that mean? It has been turned by. It has been. That's actually something that's going to be. That's going to be something that's in the um the dungeon masters uh guide, which is why I Hmm. don't know what it is because nobody reads it. Yeah, who reads that? (laughs) Why? Why would you need that? Well, the dungeon masters guide. It's not. It's. It says it's a guide, but it's actually more of like an idea kind of a thing. Pretty much. Um, and that's not that's not bad. That's actually something I can really respect. Um, but it's pretty much that, and also like treasure, um, desecrated ground. Some cemeteries and catacombs are imbued with unseen traces of ancient evil. An area of desecrated ground can be of any size, and is attacked evil and good. Blah blah blah. Undead standing on desecrated grounds have advantage on all saving throws. There you go. 
Ah, okay. Yeah. Which so. means which means if it's desecrated ground, like the cleric's gonna have a harder time turning undead and stuff like that. Right. So Um also at level one you get lay on hands, which is slight Classic. healing for everybody. Well, for, for the paladin, it's probably gonna be like its main form of healing. Because right. yeah, it does get the um the cure wound spell, but that's gonna be like more of like a last minute situation kind of a deal. For sure, which you know is uh, it's paladin level yeah. times five, right? Huh? Paladin level times five. Yes, that's the pool. That's how many points you have. Yep. Or or you can use five of those hit points to cure a disease or neutralize a poison. So it's literally like, hey, you have leprosy. Aha! You know, get the <laughs> get up. <laughs> you can now and- see. Like, like you, you could be like those televangelists that like heal people, but you can actually do it. Um, and, oh, I mean, in game, oh. yeah. I'm, I'm trying in real life. And heal. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, at level two, you get to pick your fighting style. And I think is this the only class that has the protection fighting style? I think fighter has protection fighting style. Because I've never, I don't, I don't you know, what I should yeah, I saw that too, and it stood out to me. I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, it does. the The fighter does have the protection fight. Well, naturally, the yeah. fighter will have every single fighting style in the game. That's Duh. come on, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think it's really neat that, um, well, naturally, the paladin's not going to have two weapon fighting because why would it? Um, it's 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 really great with a single weapon or a shield. Yeah. Um I always I always see the paladin being really good with a uh, with a great sword. That always seems to be like the go-to weapon for me for a paladin. For some reason, same seas. Yeah, great sword for a paladin, great axe for a barbarian. If you switch the two, it's like a weird like it's strong position. It's, it's like it's, yeah, exactly like like it grinds my gears. <laughs> <laughs> it's just strong to look at like now. No, because exactly, it's like it's like a man, a man of God would not be wielding a great axe. That's that's yeah, that's a filthy weapon. That's, that's a some filthy, pure. That's a fucking heretic weapon right there. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're gonna, we're gonna get into heretic later. <laughs> uh, and then at level two, you'll get spellcasting. Andrew, you want to go over that? Wait, you don't get spellcasting until level two? Yep. What? I didn't know that. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, I thought I, I thought they got spellcasting like right out right off the bat. Wow. So Me. it's like so it's like so it's like the first level you're like I'm a slightly tankier fighter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I can see why you thought that you get spellcasting at level 1 because of lay of hands, but no, you yeah. get at level 2. Well, I mean that, that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, I, I mean I don't know. It's weird. It just it just seems weird to me because oh, this is not level not, three. That's true. Because I mean it's not it's not like a full blown spellcaster, but it is like more reliant on its spellcasting than than like say is it? like. I mean, once we get into smites, it will be. Yeah, I guess so. But like this, their main thing is channel divinity, and but like spellcasting, I always thought like a secondary thing for them. Mm, obviously i mean it's, it's it might it might be like a it might be a, like a split like probably like 60 40 more channel divinity right but i but i i mean there's just there's so much they can do offensively 
using right. their spell slots. So I just I, I always thought that. Anyways. And also that also you get Divine Smite, which is their bread and butter. Which is the attack for yeah. okay, so so rogues have sneak attack. These yeah. guys have divine smite. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and the one thing I really like about the there's two things I really like about about divine smite. One is if you're if you're hitting an undead or a fiend, first of all, right um normal divine smite does two d eight radiant damage. And yes. then and and then that's using a spell slot and it's an extra d8 for every spell slot higher than one right um if you're targeting an, an undead or a fiend they get an extra d8 of damage hell so, yeah dude ouch <laughs> but what i think is really neat about it is that it says per the text when you hit a creature with a melee attack you can then expend one spell slot so it's not like the wizard where it's like i'm gonna cast uh and then you miss like no, I was gonna say magic missile, but magic missile never misses. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna catch like I was gonna cast scorching ray. Oh, but you rolled poorly, but you still burn up that spell slot. Right. I don't know. Yep. You wait until you hit, and, and then you then smack you him with it. a divine smite. Yep. So, which is great. It's just like I mean, it's just like the extra like added oomph to that attack. Like, have have you ever played Final Fantasy VIII? No, actually, I haven't played eight. No, I played nine, ten. I, I played nine and ten. I said no. Hello. Okay, so Final Fantasy VIII, um, it has a thing because, like, for whatever reason, the weapons were like gun swords, kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. So there was like a little, there was like a little mechanic that they kind of didn't really go over, but they sort of did, where if you hit with an attack and you press the R one button, it pulls the trigger on the gun and it gives <laughs> like a little bit of extra oomph. Yes. <laughs> so, that, so that, that's what that's what that's what it's always seemed like to me. It's like it's like okay, now I hit him, and then you just fucking lay him out with the <laughs> divine smite. <laughs> I always saw it as being like a really explosive effect. Like, right. You know the sword the sword hits is like oh that's not so bad, and then the divine smite comes and <laughs> yep, <just> very like, <laughs> bright, very violent. <laughs> Listen to my god. It's so beautiful, <laughs> but it hurts. Also, like I mean, I, I mean, two, two, two D eight at level two. Yeah, two D eight at two D eight, potentially three D eight at level level two is holy crap. <laughs> yeah, like I can use it twice, but I mean, still though. Oof. And and here here's another neat thing. It says it has to be with a melee weapon attack. That's fine. That means you can't have like an explosive arrow. <laughs> sorry wow but but it didn't say it has to be with a weapon that you're proficient with so you could use an improvised weapon (laughs) smack somebody with a chair (laughs) i have heard i have heard stories of like a knight or not a knight sorry a paladin being disarmed and and they asked the dm like hey do my gauntlets count as weapons and then and 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 the DM's like, yeah, sure, okay. I'm just gonna punch him with my divine smite. <laughs> <laughs> or they like, or they like pick up a brick and they use that for their divine smite. It's like it's like one d four damage, but that's not where the damage output's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's like, even if you disarm a paladin, they're not fully disarmed. That's true. <laughs> like they could pick up a goblin if they really wanted to. They had the power of God and anime on their side. <laughs> I, just, 
I'm not making that. I'm not making that screaming noise that kid does. And then at level three, you get divine health, which, which makes you to all disease. All disease. Sorry. No, you're good. Right, I mean. That's literally, what, that, that's, that's literally all it says in the text. Yeah, like, by third means- level, divine magic flowing through you makes me immune to disease. All right, moving on. Then you pick your sacred oath at level three also. We'll yeah. go over those in a little bit. Then level four, ability score improvement, which is pretty standard. Then mm-hmm. level five, extra attack, pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Then level six is an aura of protection. Every creature within 10 feet of you gain a bonus to the roll equal to your charisma modifier. Which by six level is probably going to be, I want to say like, uh, what, like at least a plus three, you think? Yeah. Yeah. That's safe to I say. Mean, it, oh, another thing I wanted to talk about. Um, weirdly enough, it seems like the best race for a paladin is a dragonborn. Yeah. You know, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, that's actually, I mean, that's just. All right, tiefling. I know you hate tieflings, but. Well, no, I mean, because because they don't get anything to strength. That's the thing. Right. Because like Dragon Dragonborns get two to strength and one to charisma, whereas the Tiefling. Well, I mean, they get two to charisma. So, I mean, you can kind of it's not it's not going to be optimized, obviously, but we're. Why are you min maxing, bro? Yeah, I was about to say, who gives a crap about min maxing? It's all about having fun. Exactly. Uh, And then level 10. Aura of Courage. Which Um, the creature within 10 feet of 10 within 10 feet of you cannot be frightened. At all. At all. So. And then at 18th level, that range increases to 30 feet. Yep. And then at level so. 11, improved Divine Smite. You already you automatically, <laughs> you automatically have an extra 1d8. I saw that. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, dang. All your attacks do Divine Smite now. All of them. Regardless. Yep. yep. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not full Divine Smite. It's not, it's not a 2d8, but it is a 1d8 radiant damage. Which, I mean, what's the, what's the damage? What's the damage on, on a the uh, monster you're going to fight is, even if you do one radiant damage, that's still going to, like, be a big thorn in its side. Because there's a lot of monsters, um, particularly Undead or Fiend, that have, like, a regeneration property. Yeah. And it says at the end of the regeneration, well, they're hit with a... Uh, radiant damage they don't get this quality for their next round so it's like even if it's like one little like radiant damage it's still like nope there's that 10 uh 10 temporary hit points i was supposed to get like a, like that's it down the drain so <laughs> what uh uh what's the damage on a on a, on a great sword damage on a great sword is 2d6 so 2d6 plus 1d8 just automatically always forever always Always in forever. Yeah. At 11th level, um, which depending on your strength scores, might be a plus three, plus four by this mm, point, depending, probably, depending no. on your build. Probably plus four. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on if you're going to go straight for strength. You might want to pump up charisma. Um, it depends. But yeah. So 2d6 plus 1d8 plus three or four. And then at level 14, you get cleansing touch. <laughs> <laughs> which all it is is that you can just end a spell yep just now just hey touch to say these laughter i got you <laughs> <laughs> just like tap him on the you forehead no, just don't laugh you can use your action in one spell any mm. spell any, any one spell. spell any one spell so if it's like entanglement does that yep. work yep mm. mm-hmm 
Ooh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Now, do you at... see what I see? <laughs> a, a child? <laughs> There's a spell oh. on yourself or, or, or on a willing creature that you can I mean, touch. I can, I can see this being really thematic to use for, like, um, not Cloud of Daggers, a Crown of Madness, you know, because they're, like, actually possessed by something. Right. But, like... Would like polymorph count? Yeah, I think Does so. That... Yeah, if it's on you or somebody else that you can touch, yeah. That's actually super cool to think yeah. about. Like, and it's like, and it's, like, a, and it's at level fourteen, so that's pretty useful at that level. Well, yeah, because I mean, because there there are some nasty spells that's going to be thrown at you, like like phantasmal killer. Where it's yeah. like it gener it generates like your worst fear and it's like attacking you, but no, the the, the I almost said cleric. <laughs> the paladin can be like, nope, just gonna use my 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 divine magic to just like it's literally like banishing it. Yeah, like, exactly. Like get get out, demon. Is uh, <laughs> <laughs> <an> exorcism. <laughs> the, the power of Helm compels you. Oh, is it really compelling? It doesn't really feel that compelling, does it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all you get for the base paladin. Uh, it ends at level 14. And then we move on to the sacred oaths. Right. Yeah, the paladin is really... It's not reliant on their oaths, but it it is a lot more heavily flavored depending on their oaths. Right. So they're all, they're all very, very... They're all very a lot. So uh, yeah, yeah. The first, the first one down. The the first one is oath of devotion. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to read that flavor text? Uh, go for it. Okay. The oath of devotion binds the paladin to the loftiest ideal ideals of justice, virtue, and order. Sometimes called cavaliers, white knights, or holy warriors, these paladins meet the ideal of meet the ideal of the knight in the shining armor, uh, acting with honor in pursuit of justice and the greater good. They hold themselves to the highest standards of conduct, and some, for better or worse, hold the rest of the world to the same standards. Many who swear this oath are devoted to the gods of law and good and use their uh, god's tenets as the measures of their devotion. They hold angels, the perfect servants of good, as their ideals, and incorporate images of angelic wings into their helmets or coats of arms. So, Badass. For, for anyone that has started playing at 5e, this was Paladins for the longest time. Oh, that was it? This was it. Like, this was a lawful good paladin. Hmm. So, yeah, this was what you had to be. <laughs> so, so I, I really appreciate them kind of bringing it back. Because, like, it's not completely gone. They didn't completely do away with a, like, lawful good kind of thing. They have the tenets, um, so. Yeah. yeah. So, it's something, so. It's something to guide yourself by. You don't have to, like, you know. Yeah, and this is something, like I said before, if I was a DM and the player was okay with it, I would hold them to these tenets, you know? Right. And it's so it's so weird that the Paladin is the only class I can think of that can lose its powers in such a way. Maybe the Warlock? Oh, wait, no, not in this way. No, well, I mean, kids, yeah, because Warlock, it kind of it hand waves it away, saying like, oh, what you want or what your patron wants or needs are kind of outside your like um, realm of understanding sort of a right. thing, you know, it, it kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, you can keep your powers, but I've, I've never, um, in like any of the editions, I've never heard of any of the classes saying, Hey, 
if you don't hunt, you know, you don't hold on to this, like that's it. Your your class is going bye bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, know, so, like, so so let's go let's go over the tenets for the uh, oath of devotion. Okay. So so the, I'm gonna go down it and then we can talk about it. So the first one is honesty. Don't lie or cheat. Let your words be your promise. Courage. Never fear to act, though caution is wise. Oh, that's 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 a little loophole there. Uh, compassion. Well, Eight it, others. I, I, I think I, I think I was trying to say there's a difference between lawful good and lawful stupid. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so yeah, compassion. Aid others, protect the weak, and punish those who threaten them. And then honor. Treat others with fairness and let your honor, honorable deeds be an example of to them. And then duty. Be oh, hold, duty. On, hold on, hold on. You missed a part in compassion where it says show mercy to your foes, but temper it with wisdom. Right, right. So. And then for honor, uh, then duty, be responsible for your actions and their consequences. Protect those entrusted to your care and obey those who have. So this is pretty much a very good guideline on how to role play the, the, the character. I would, I would honestly say when you're role playing a paladin, the oaths or your tenets of your oaths come first and whatever, like your flaws and characteristics and stuff, that's going to be secondary. Right. So let me, let it, me. It, Go, Go ahead. No, no, well, I mean, what I was just going to say because it, it it sort of says in the PHB that's like if you're playing as a paladin, you're playing as someone who has who is either raised to become a paladin, which I'm kind of uncomfortable with because that sounds like indoctrination to me, or yeah. or you kind of like or you kind of like shirked your previous life and you became a paladin, which right. to me invokes the idea that you were like a knight on the battlefield or something like that, and things were going really bad and it became that there's no atheist in a foxhole situation (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you're like you're like please dear god help me out and god's like okay boom here's divine smite so (laughs) that's actually actually a pretty cool story there Um, (laughs) so let me let me let me read the uh, breaking your oath uh, box yes please this is important Uh, yeah a paladin tries to hold the highest standards of their conducts. But even the most virtuous uh, paladin is fallible. Sometimes the right path proves too demanding. Sometimes the situation calls for the lesser of the two evils. And sometimes the heat of emotions cause a paladin to transgress his or, or her oath. A paladin who has broken a vow typically seeks absolution from a cleric who, share, who shares his or her faith or from another paladin of the same order. The paladin might spend an all-night vigil in prayer as a sign of penance penance, or undertake a fast or similar act of self-denial after after a rite of confession and forgiveness the paladin starts fresh if a paladin willfully violates his or her oath and shows no signs of re- uh, re- re- repentance Oof, repen- what? Yeah. <laughs> i don't know what i saw there <laughs> Repentance. Okay. The the consequences can be more serious at the at the DM's discretion. An in, an impenitent paladin may be forced to abandon his class or adopt another, or perhaps to take the oathbreaker paladin option that appears in the dungeon master's guide. So what it's talking about is that in the in the DMG, there is actually two different class options. There's a one for cleric, that's the death domain. And this is this is under this is under the the title villainous claps class options. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's one that's the Oathbreaker Paladin. Um, do you want to go over that real quick? Just kind of like 
or or, or do you want to yeah, like? Yeah, let me let me get mine real quick. Hold on. Yeah, that's fine. Wow, my dungeon master's guide is like pristine condition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me get my dungeon master's guide. Just gotta. <laughs> just gotta get that dust off of there. Uh, what page like, am I looking at? Uh, you're gonna go to 96, or rather 97. 96 is just where the villainous class options start. So while while you're doing that, I'm gonna read the uh, flavor text for the Oathbreaker. Do it. So and it's it's really neat because the second little paragraph has something uh something interesting. So it says an Oathbreaker is a paladin who breaks his or her sacred oaths and pursue and pursue some dark ambition or serve an evil power. Mm, excuse me. Whatever light burned in the... Uh, goddamn botting tense. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> this happened last time to you, man. Why are we sponsored by them? Anyways. <laughs> I have like six pounds of botting tense. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> my HOA says I can't pour any more in the retention pond behind my house. <laughs> Anyways. Um, whatever light burned in the paladin's heart has been extinguished. Only darkness remains. A paladin must be evil and at least third level to become an oathbreaker. The paladin replaces features specific to his or her sacred oaths with the oathbreaker features. So, ooh, I'm looking at the spells. Right, right. <laughs> now, this is something. If I naturally, if anyone is listening, you know what this is now. Like, oh my god! Uh, somebody, somebody, please play a paladin. Please play well, a, pal- a paladin for Avernus. <laughs> Jose, if you want me to, I can do that. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure you're, I'm pretty sure you already have a character, so... I might have one in the works. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, after every after every episode, except Druid, I, I have, like, come up with an idea for, for a character, so I'm just saying, by the time we get to Wizards, don't be surprised. Well, I already have a Wizard made. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, that was a bad... <laughs> Ironically, the only one I don't have an idea for is a Cleric. Um, wow, anyways, really? I just... I, I, I think that's just more of, like, I played a Cleric, so I kind of want to, like, yeah. you know, do something new. Um... So what this is implying, not only can you like break your oaths and become an oath breaker, but I think this also kind of implies that if you break your oath, you can probably pick up another one instead. Um, I want I want to kind of go back to that um, that idea after we go after uh, after we go after we go after after we go through the other subclasses because I I have some interesting ideas for that. So, ah, oh shit. Well, I was gonna say so, so if you if you become an oathbreaker, Sorry. yeah. So um, this so this is a class that would be like if if someone's playing like an oath of devotion or something like that, and they start becoming like liars and stealers and murderers and stuff like that, I'd be like, okay, you broke your oath. Here's your paladin now, and you're right. like neutral evil or something like that. You know, and then like, like this is it. This is your class because you broke your oath and you didn't want. You know, I gave you a chance to say, "Hey, did you want to go talk to the cleric of Heronius or something like that?" And you said no. So this is who you are now. Like, obviously, as long as the player's cool with it, right? <laughs> you know, like don't railroad them into being that. But just like session zero, if someone says they're playing a paladin, be like, "All right, I'm, I might or might not hold you to those oaths." <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah. so the spells that you get at, at third level right away, you get Hellish Rebuke and Inflict Wounds. Mm-hmm. Then at fifth level, you get Crown of Madness and Darkness. Crown of Madness is a spell that sounds cooler than it actually is. What is it? It's you like like a like a crown of like barbs and thorns like magically shows up on somebody and they are they are um, like compelled to um to attack their foe or not not attack their foe, yes. attack attack their friends kind of a thing. Um, the only problem is that it's a concentration spell and they get to make a save. I think it's like a wisdom save or something like that. They get to make a save every turn, so it's it's something like unless you have a really high DC. You might get a round or two out of it, unless I mean, they keep rolling really, really bad. It's um, still though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if if it's a really good scenario where you know this person has like a low wisdom score, like a barbarian <laughs> or something like that, and you throw crown madness on them, that just all right. I'm just gonna go uh, grab a sandwich real quick. I'll see how this turns out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, then at ninth level, you get animate dead and bestow curse. Pretty badass. And at 13 level, you get Blight and Confusion. Oh, Blight is such blight a is disgusting, spell. dude. <laughs> blight is so bad. And I, I love the fact that says if you're attacking a plant, it automatically fails. I'm like, <laughs> no, it says something like it automatically fails and it takes like max damage or some crap, right? It's just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then at 17 can, level is Contagion and Dominate Person. Have you seen Contagion? No, I have not seen Contagion. Contagion's actually. mean. It's like, okay, so what it is is that you're like, okay, I'm going to um get the uh get a disease on this guy okay now pick a score that you want to uh afflict it with oh it's a you you want to give them a strength score disease they have like the shakes now like they have disadvantage on all their strength scores and if they're using strength for um attacks they get disadvantage on that and it's like it's something that's like if the contagion keeps going on it like starts depleting their strength score or whatever score it is that they you know that you're afflicting so it's a really mean spell Dang. And it's some, yeah, and it's something like if it's um, I think it was like if it's intelligence, it's like it makes their brain start boiling or some crap like that. Jesus. Like it's, yeah, it's it's like I don't I don't see any way you could like cast contagion and be like I'm neutral good. I'm like <laughs> no, you, you, you sure about that man? I mean it was <laughs> it was just a cobalt dude. I don't think it deserved that. <laughs> <laughs> that poor thing. <laughs> so, um, and then your channel, your, yeah, your channel divinity are control undead. There's oh. an action the paladin targets one undead creature. He or she can see within 30 feet of him. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a fail save, the target must obey the paladin's command for the next 24 hours. 24 hours. The only drawback is that it can't be a challenge rating greater than the paladin's level, or equal or greater than the paladin's level. I mean, so 24. So, so wait, hold on. 24 because 24 hours. Hold on. That's just a, 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 a little bit of spoilers. Uh, but like almost every channel divinity thing out there is one minute. It's either like a minute or it's not nearly that long. Yeah, but it's straight up 24 hours. Yeah. And then well, the mean, next. I mean, to be fair, when you're level three, like what kind of undeads are you going to be like able to? Man, you know, level. I mean, but you know what? Actually, let's go to back to the DMG because there's there's a monsters list right there. <laughs> well, while you do that, because like because like I'm thinking I'm thinking stuff like a zombie, or you know like yeah. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh shit! A mummy's a level as uh, a challenge rating three. 
Never mind. <laughs> there you go. Oof. <laughs> no, and, no, no, sir. <laughs> and then your second channel divinity oh, God. is. Can you imagine? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so it can be, it can't be equal or less than your challenge rating, right? What? For for the uh, uh, control undead, it can't be equal to it's, or less than your, or equal or more than your challenge rating, right? It, no, it, uh, rating is is equal to or greater than the paladin's level is immune to this effect. So, yeah. if you're level twenty, you can control a demi lich, <laughs> a death knight. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> a death tyrant? Holy shit. <laughs> a, That's level nasty. 20, a level 20 Oathbreaker Paladin is terrifying. That That's is so, nasty. That is someone that if you're level 20, if you're a level 20 Oathbreaker Paladin, like you're like level one, I'm going to be Oath of Devotion and then immediately start like punching <laughs> a kid or something <laughs> like that. Let's <laughs> kill a baby. <sighs> That's like, okay, the, the Oathbreaker, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? This this orphanage looks like it can make a good kindling. <laughs> but it's like it's like the Oathbreaker is supposed to be a punishment, but I'm not seeing any drawbacks here. <laughs> You're just like, oh no, I lost my oath. I don't know, this ain't so bad. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and then the second channel divinity you get is Dreadful Aspect. Yep. So it's an action that paladin channels the darkness emotions and focuses them into a burst of magical menace. Each creature of the paladin's choice within 30 feet of the paladin must make a whistle saving throw. If it can see the paladin and a fell save, the target is frightened of is frightened of the paladin for one minute. And then and it, it gets to make a wisdom saving throw at the at the uh Right. Uh does it say at the start of its turn? Oh, once you get once you get thirty feet away from the paladin, then you can make a wisdom saving throw. So, so you have to use your entire movement to get away from the paladin, or you know, if you're like a like a tabac tabaxi, is that is that the cat person? <laughs> yeah, tabaxi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, then you yeah whatever. So. Then, and then level seven, you get aura of hate. Aura of hate. Aura of hate. Band. That that's my band name, by the way. Where, oh, okay. Where? We're on bad cam check us out. Dude, you're not you're, you're not you're not cool, so it's like it's like fucking like prog black metal man. It's so <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm so sad I'm Barbara's head. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, bring so, bring so, in the Bard episode back. <laughs> no, leave that guy back in there. <laughs> um so the paladin as well as any Fiends and undead within ten feet of the paladin gain the bonus to melee weapon. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Any fiend? So not friendlies, but enemies. That's something I'm noticing. Nobody. And when you're when you're oathbreaker paladin, none of your friends get any of these benefits. Yeah. To melee weapon damage rolls equal to the paladin's charisma modifier. Ooh, that's that's gross. <laughs> that I mean the the implication of this is that an oathbreaker paladin is either if he's not. Like the big bad evil guy of your campaign, he's a villain. Like he's, I, I'm kind of, I kind of getting the idea that this is not meant to be an actual playable class. This is just more like an NPC option kind of a deal. But it's all here, Brain. It's all. I mean, it's it's here. It's it's. I'm. You're not wrong. <laughs> so. And then at level fifteen, you get supernatural resistance, which means you just gain resistance to all 
uh, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing from non-magical weapons. Badass. And then at level 20, Dreadlord. That's the name of our first album. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to read that one? Yes. So at 20th level, the paladin can, as an action, surround him himself or herself with an aura of gloom that lasts for one minute. The aura reduces any, oh Jesus, the aura reduces any bright light in a 30 foot radius around a paladin to dim light. Whenever an enemy that is frightened by the paladin starts to turn in the aura, it takes 4d10 psychic damage. Additionally, the paladin and creatures he or she chooses in the aura are draped in deeper shadows. Creatures that rely on sight have disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures draped in this shadow. While the aura lasts, the paladin can use a bonus action on his or her turn to cause the shadows in the aura to to attack a creature. The paladin makes a melee attack against that target. If the attack hits, the the target takes necrotic damage equal to 3d10 plus the paladin's charisma modifier. After activating the aura, the (gasps) paladin can't do so again until he or she finishes a long rest. Holy fuck. That is (laughs) nasty, man. Can you imagine encountering (laughs) that? So I take it back. Nobody, no, nobody can play a uh, Oathbreaker. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's gonna be. You know what? Break your oath all you fucking want. You're gonna say, <laughs> you're gonna say a paladin. You, no, you know, you know what? You're gonna be a human fighter after that. <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it used to be. It used to be like, hey, you break your oath. Guess what? You ain't got no powers now. Enjoy your heavy armor. <laughs> But no, it, but no, it's like it's like oh you 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 know you break your oath. Here's a here's a handgun, <laughs> like use it wisely. Wow, it's just like God. Why why did they make the punishment? This is what this is. This is the this is the character equivalent of a parent telling a kid to go to their room, unbeknownst to them, all their video games and stuff are yeah. in their room. <laughs> So I'll go to my room, mom, whatever. And you're like, <laughs> like behind the door. <laughs> so doing a 180 degree turn, we go to like, the. I hope you learned your lesson. <laughs> Meanwhile, the paladin's like draped in shadow. Yeah, like, yep, I sure did. I'm never going to, you know. <laughs> I'm never going to be a good at t shoes ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, being good is dumb. That's the lesson I learned. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the good ones, Andrew. <laughs> No, I think I think we're good. <laughs> should, should we have saved the evil one for the end of the episode? <laughs> I was honestly thinking we should have, because now all these other ones are going to seem kind of crappy by comparison. Because it's like, oh, you get, oh, the oath of devotion, you get the I, I, with the power of friendship, you get the. <laughs> <laughs> so what spells? What spells do you get for the oath of devotion, Andrew? All right, so so the spells you get. By the way, all these bonus spells naturally are stuff, uh, things that you can't cast. Like it's not in the paladin's uh, spell list, right? Um, so third level to get protection from evil and good and sanctuary. Actually, I'm wrong. I think those are on the paladin list, but whatever. So protection from evil, good, and sanctuary, both pretty handy spells. Um, then at fifth, they get lesser restoration and zone of truth. At ninth, they get beacon of hope and dispel magic. Thirteenth, freedom of movement and guardian of faith. <laughs> and then 17th level commune and flame strike nice so, so up until 13th level it's all like support yeah and or slash utility and then finally at like the very like last couple of levels they get some offensive based spells so right yeah so i mean it's just kind of kind of going along with the class this is more protection 
more yeah. like, you know, you're kind of helping your friends out sort of a thing. Um, what the fuck does commune do? <laughs> and everybody gets in a circle and they all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Yeah, and they have to they have to drink the blood of Christ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is my body. It's a cracker. No, we're not going there. All right, so channel divinity. You contact your deity or a divine no. proxy and ask up to three questions that can be answered with a yes or no. Is that commune? <laughs> yeah, that's commune. So it's a fucking uh, magic eight ball. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> God, are we going to die in this next in this next battle? Yes. <laughs> it's the magic conch. <laughs> <laughs> God, please give us a sign. What should we do to prepare for this next this next fight? Yes. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> the conch is spoken. <laughs> why? Why uh, is there always a SpongeBob reference, Andrew? Because I grew up watching SpongeBob. <laughs> okay. Back when it was actually good. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like ingrained in my DNA. <laughs> so I had a DVD like the first couple seasons. So that's oh, like, nice. Yeah, so that's like all I fucking watched was SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When it was good. Um, all right, Andrew, we gotta we, 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 we gotta get a move on. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. I'm sorry. So sacred weapon. I mean, Channel divinity. The first one you get is sacred weapon. Yeah, which means yeah, you get you, you get a nice Chloe sword. For one um, minute, you get to add your uh, charisma modifier to your attack rolls. Which, I mean, that's not bad. That's, you know, yeah. that's kind of like rage damage, if you think about it. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. actually that, that's exactly like rage damage, because rage only lasts for like a minute at first, right? I think so, yes. Yes, yes. I'm yeah. 90% sure. Uh, so and it's then, like, so it's the, like holy, holy rage. And then you get turn, turn Dion Holly. Jose, did you leave me? No, you said... <laughs> I said... You get turned turned the unholy. Hello. Yeah. No. Sorry. Just my my Discord kind of crapped out. Did you talk about the part where your where your weapon like is all glowy and shit? No, no, no. I I moved on to. You also get turned the unholy. Oh well, I mean, well, you hold on. Your weapon also glows with uh, bright light at twenty feet, dim light at twenty feet, but then it's also magical for that one minute as well. So you can just bypass all those resistances for that. Right. Um. But then, yeah, you also get turned the whole unholy like the fifth time we said it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so as an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer, uh, censoring fiends and undead using your channel divinity. Each fiend or undead that you can see or hear you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails the saving throw, it's turned for one minute or until it takes damage. Uh, turned creature, <laughs> turn creature must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can. And it only can't move to a space within 30 feet of you. So it's kind of it's kind of like frightened. Yeah, sort of. Um, I don't know why they. I don't know why they didn't just say that. <laughs> you, you scare them because yeah. you're, you're you're too holy. Yeah, you uh, you honestly could have just like like trimmed a lot of the fat by saying use your channel divinity. You cast frighten or you cast yeah. fear on undead and fans. I appreciate but, the flavor, but it was fine in the first line. You know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like I get it. These guys were probably paid per word. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, get a cram as much as possible. <laughs> What I think is really neat, though, is that it says for its action, it can only use the dash action. And if there's nowhere to move it, it uses its dodge action. 
So it just, <laughs> so I just like imagine like a ghast like in the corner, and it just starts like starts like fucking bobbing and weaving. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! It's gonna have to start squaring up. So, all right. So that seventh level, you get the aura of devotion. Yay! Your friends can't be charmed. And within ten feet, and then eighteen feet. You can't you can't be charmed uh, in within thirty feet. Sorry, right. eighteenth level you can't be charmed within thirty feet. Right. This, along with the aura of protection, or right. sorry, aura of, aura of courage means you can't be charmed or frightened. So yeah, that's not bad. So fuck off, dragon. Stick <laughs> together, people. <laughs> yeah, you can't scare me. <laughs> um, and then at level fifteen you get purity of spirit, and then you're always under the effect of protection from evil and good, which means you pick something that you um now here's the thing because protection from evil and good you have to you have to say um you have to specify fiend undead celestial fey kind of a thing and then whatever that type is it gets disadvantaged on you for attack rolls right does this mean at level 15 you're like okay pick one undead okay so from now on all undeads have disadvantage on you. Is that does does that seem like what it could be? I think so. Because because it it would seem kind of broken. <laughs> it would seem kind of broken. Be like, and as a bonus action, I'm going to switch my protection from evil and good to fey. <laughs> like like no. Yeah, that's think, a good question though. I want to say, you know what? I want I want to say you have to pick one and that's it. You're kind of like stuck with it. Let's see. Until the spell ends, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures. Aberration slash... Well, it says until the spell ends. <laughs> you better pick wisely, boy. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Oh, never mind. I misread it. So until the spell end, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures. Aberrations, celestials, elementals, phase, fiends, and undead. The, the protection grants several benefits. Creatures of those types have disadvantage on attack rolls. So it's all creatures. Yeah. It's everything. Right. What were you saying? But you still have to choose. So aberrations, celestials, elementals, phase, fiends, and undeads, all of them have disadvantage no, 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 on attack rolls. No, 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 no. Uh... Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, because it doesn't say pick a doesn't say pick a type of creature. It just says all creatures. Oh, well, look at that! Holy crap! <laughs> you are a man, a man of the cloth. <laughs> well, because I mean, think about it. the only it, the only thing that's like stopping it from having disadvantage from literally everything is if it just said humanoids and monstrosities. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, it's because I mean, there's yeah. Celestials, you're probably not going to be fighting a whole lot of those. Neither Fae, but like Fiends and Undead, there's there's a good amount of enemies. A lot, are, yeah. Yeah, or Aberrations for that matter. Wow, that's actually really good. For a level 15, uh, level 15 feature, yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty par for the course. Yeah, I wouldn't put it any, any lower than that, because otherwise... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, otherwise that's just kind of broken. Like I said, level 15, like at level 15, your paladin should be able to wade, you know, in the army of darkness and come out like like clean. True. 
So, um, and then what do we get at level twenty, Andrew? At level Tell twenty, me. you get the Holy Nimbus. Is that like is that like a Nimbus two thousand? Yes. No, actually, I, I think it's kind of more like the Nimbus cloud that Goku gets. Wait, hold on. Let me read the description there. <laughs> so, at twentieth level, as an action, you can emanate an aura of sunlight. For one minute, bright light shines from you in a 30-foot radius and dim light and 30 feet beyond that. Whenever an enemy creature starts and starts its turn in the bright light, the creature takes 10 radiant damage. In addition, for the duration, you have advantage on saving throws against spells cast by fiends or undead. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a uh, short rest. Or no, sorry, you can't finish it until you finish a long rest. Can't use it until you finish a long rest. God! Can you read, can, 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 can you read that again, please? I, uh, <laughs> Guys, I'm really fucked up. The body sounds really strong. Isn't that like, like, isn't that, isn't that like old lady beer? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what is the actual percentage on this? It's probably something stupid. Like and you can't hold your liquor. Come on, man. I really can't. I, I like I like lost that like a long time ago. Actually, me too. It's funny that you say that because uh, you know how I always gave you shit because you can get drunk on like two beers. Mm-hmm. The other day, I was getting like. I was getting buzzed with like two. <laughs> no, like, dude. It, damn. <laughs> it depends on the type of beer and how much I've had to eat that day. Like if it's a, it's like say for instance, like I didn't really have that much to eat and I have an IPA. Like that's mm-hmm. it. I'm toasty. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we're not talking about beer. Yeah, sorry. We got. I, I mean, I'm not drinking beer. I'm drinking the blood of Christ because it's that's gross. Okay, it's, uh, so level twenty, the Holy Nimbus. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I you, already. Right, I was, I was just giving oh, a little recap because you like I thought, you I thought butcher you to it. Read it again. Okay. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I had a lot of seafood. My mind is like not here. So, so you're not gonna give a recap of what it is. Okay, so at level right, let's move to really all of the inch. Fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Nimbus, so you become no, really big and bright. Yeah, no, you don't become big. It doesn't say you get it doesn't say you become big. No, you just get really shiny and creatures within a 30 foot radius of you take 10 radiant damage. So wow. like like you are like sunlight. That'd be really handy in a certain campaign we're playing. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was like, hmm, wait a minute. Yeah, but what what are you guys gonna do? We're just just gonna stay in the wolves, and we're just gonna. I mean, we're just gonna stay in the woods and grind wolves until we reach level twenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it's a milestone. Of, that's, <laughs> it's a that's a lot of campaign, So have fun with that. <laughs> isn't 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 killing all the wolves in Barovia a milestone? No, no. It's not, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot, dude. There's not like a fucking statistics list on how many wolves there are in Barovia. <laughs> oh, right, right, okay, okay, okay. So let's move on to Oath of the Ancients. The Oath of the Ancients is as old as a race of elves and the rituals of the Druids, sometimes called Fey Knights. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> Sometimes called Fey Knights, Green Knights, or Horn Knights, paladins who swear this oath cast their lot on the side of the light. 
and the cosmic struggle against darkness because they love the beautiful and life-giving things of the world. Not necessarily because they believe in principles of honor, courage, or justice. They adorn their armor and clothing with images of growing things, leaves, antlers, or flowers to to reflect their commitment to preserving life and light in the world. Growing things, you say? No. So the tenets of... What? Well, I, I I don't know. Just the way you said that, I'm like, he's going somewhere with this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you, you you're nasty. Um, no, Andrew, just, why were you even thinking about that? Jesus, because you said it like growing things. Right? <laughs> 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 okay, all right. So so the tenants the tenants for this show. <laughs> <They're just, laughs> okay, so so you're 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 a kindle of light. Through your acts of mercy, kindness, and forgiveness, kindle the light of hope in the world, beating back despair. Wow, what a hippie! And then I'm just saying, I'm just saying, this paladin would be really good friends with the bard. Yeah. <laughs> Shelter the light, where there is good, beauty, love, and laughter in the world. Stand against the wickedness, and stand against the wickedness, and what the hell? Would stand against the wickedness. That would. <laughs> That was, oh, wow! I read that completely wrong. Where life flourishes, stand against the forces that would render it barren, and then preserve your own light. Delight in song and laughter. Oh my God! This is such a fucking happy. In in beauty and art, if you allow the light to die in your own heart, you can't preserve it. This guy has a live live laugh love. Live laugh love swirling yeah. around a glass of like cheap chardonnay has, no 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 he has like a, yeah no he has a, a a mug with a little cat in it and it says live live laugh love he, or whatever he wears he wears a wreath of flowers in his off time <laughs> and he has he has a collection of like healing crystals that if someone touches, they're like, oh, I have to bring it to a natural spring under a full moon to, to purify it. And, and they fucking smell like patchouli. Or okay, something uh, uh, like that. So you also have to be the light. Be a glorious beacon for all who live in despair. Let the light of your joy and courage shine forth in all of your deeds. Wait, how can you be the light and preserve your own light? Whoa. Wait, how can you hold on? So it says kindle the light, shelter the light, preserve your own light, and then be the light. So just keep the light going, bro. <laughs> I have to be the light. I have to taste the I light. am one with the I light. I have to smell the light. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. So so what spells do we get? So, a level a level three. Ensnaring strike. Hold on. And speak with animals. Of course he speaks with animals. Speak with animals is not useless. It's completely useless. It's really not. It is I mean, useless. Think about it. No, think about it. Because there's going to be an animal. Well, I mean, it all depends on your definition of an animal. Like, if it's like... Like, even if you're in, like, the most barren, like, wasteland, desert, whatever. If there's, like, a lizard, that's technically an animal. So you can speak with it. And what is it going to say? Well, I mean, you can like ask it for like, hey, where's the, do you know where like fucking water's at, man? We and went, we, 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 we went over this. What they do you don't, mean we they don't become, they don't become friendly towards you. They're like, oh my God, this guy's not going to be by. Yeah, but I'm just saying, no, no, I'm just saying it's not useless. It all depends. <laughs> it's not useless. It all depends on how creative you want to be with it. 
It's, like, it's, if it's, it's like it's, it's, it's definitely useless. If it's like hour four of what was supposed to be a two and a half hour session, like you're like, yeah, the squirrel <laughs> tells you this, whatever. But I mean, like you could you could you can get creative with it. Fine. You know? Okay. Okay. Fine. Then level fifth, you get Misty Step and Moonbeam. Of course, yes. Misty hey, Step's re- Misty Step's really handy. Yeah. No, Moonbeam's pretty cool too. Uh, ninth level, you get Plant Growth. Protection for oh my god, this guy is like Jesus. Thirteenth <laughs> level you get ice storm and stone skin. Cool. Seventeenth yeah. level you get commune with nature and tree stride. You also get tree hugger too. <laughs> now see commune with nature. I'm not entirely sure about that one. Just hug a tree. <laughs> yeah, but like what and tree stride like these these have to be some pretty good spells to be like that late in the game you know hold on let me let me read them and be completely wrong on this <laughs> let's see the, the, the commune with nature you briefly you briefly become one with nature and gain knowledge Ooh. of the surrounding territories in the outdoors the spells give you knowledge of the land within three miles of you in caves and other natural underground settings the radius is limited to 300 the spell doesn't function where uh, nature has been limited or replaced by construction, such as dungeons or towns. You instantly gain knowledge of one of the three facts of your choice related to the area, terrain or body of waters, prevalent plants, minerals, animals, or people, powerful celestial fiends, phase, elementals, or undead, influence from other planes of existence, or buildings. Mm. <laughs> I mean... Mm. That's, pretty, that's, that's fine. It's, it's, it's thematic. It's also a ritual spell, so you don't have to use the spell slot with it. Yeah. So I think tree stride is actually better because I think I think tree stride. I think that's actually you can like teleport between trees. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You gain the ability to enter a tree and move from inside to it to inside another tree of the same kind within five hundred feet. I'm one with a tree. Can you imagine that? Just seeing a paladin just running full tilt into a tree like it's fucking platform nine and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. So what are the channels? What what are the channel divinities? For so this channel, one? The, the, the first one you get, um, no, these are uh, level three, by the way. Um, the first one you get is Nature's Wrath. You can use your channel mm. divinity to invoke primeval forces to ensnare a foe. As an action, you can cause spectral vines to spring up and reach for a creature within 10 feet of you that you can see. The creature must succeed on a strength or dexterity saving throw, its choice, or be restrained. While restrained by the vines, the creature repeats the saving throw at the end of each of its turn. On a success, it frees itself and the vines vanish. It's entanglement. Yep, I was that, just that, about to say it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it literally could have just been, it's, it's entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you do this to us, wizard? <laughs> the dude, the dude that that wrote this was this was me writing an essay in like <laughs> in like senior class. Yeah. Where it's like it has to be like X amount of words. So instead of saying don't, I put do not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, something like that. We've, we've we've all been there, man. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, like, and then, all right, Craig, we get it. You know words. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then we get a uh, turn to faithless. Second so, so this one seems a little weird to me, but yeah, here we go. So 
Turn to Faithless. You can ch- you can use your channel divinity to utter ancient words that are painful for Fae and Fiends to hear. As an action, you present your holy symbol, and each Fae or Fiend within 30 feet of you that that can hear you must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. So it's the same thing as um, Turn the Unholy, but it's for Fae and Fiends instead of yeah. Undead and Fiends. Yeah. Which it's like... I actually, okay, so I actually like the Oath of Ancients more than the Oath of Devotion, because the Oath of Devotion is pretty vanilla. That's, like, what I grew up knowing. So the so the Oath of Ancients, like, oh, dude, it's you know, like it's like a green knight kind of a thing. Like, that's really neat. But the Turn of Faithless, I've, I can see that being used more for fiends than fey, because there's not really a whole lot of fey creatures that you can fight or that should be hostile unless... Unless, like, your DM has the other two, like, monster manuals. Because um, the only the only thing I can think of right off the bat that is hostile is a green hag. I think it's yeah. a sea hag. Is a sea hag a fae as well? I th- yeah, I think so. They're all fae. Yeah. No, no, no. Not the night hag. The night hag's a fiend. Um, oh, that kind of makes sense, actually. Yeah. So, so it's just like... Because, mm, I mean, like... Uh, yeah. Why do you why do you need to turn a fae for? It's a pixie. It has like it has it has literally one health. It's just, just like I don't know, man. <laughs> so I level mean, seven. A level I seven, mean, you get aura of warden. So, beginning at seventh level, ancient magic lies so heavily upon you that you it forms an eldritch ward. <gasps> you you and friendly creatures within ten feet of you have resistance to damage from spells. At eighteenth level, this range of this range of this aura increases 30. to thirty feet. Yeah, that's pretty useful. Yeah, the resistance to all spell damage. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Especially the ones that do like psychic damage, which like almost nobody has resistance to, except or, for that one, that one or, weird or, class. Or, or, a fi- or a fireball when you're walking down the stairs to a temple. <sighs> I mean, you're all together really close by. That's not my fault. That's not. That's not. I look. <laughs> you. I just. That's not my fault. <laughs> I was just I was just reading. Te- I mean, all this is is just me reading stuff from a book, and you guys get upset. So I mean, <laughs> this is not my fault. We weren't upset. We were just really hurt. That's all. <laughs> in game and in real life. <laughs> I mean, it's <sighs> three fireballs, Andrew. It's Andrew. It's not the fact that you threw the fireballs at us. It's the fact that you laughed while you were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody make a dirty <laughs> that, that was pretty much you. Um, because I didn't. I, it's okay. Beca- it's no, it's no, okay. No, beca- it's okay. We will. It's okay. We're gonna play a Vernus next, and then you know things will happen. Um, so level one fireballs. Just, <laughs> so level fifteen. The portal of Avern is open. Then twenty fireballs, all aimed towards Andrew. Nobody else has to make a deck of everything. Same way, you're fine. Magically, they warp around the rest of the party and don't harm anybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thankfully, the rest of the party got a pendant of like fireball, yeah. <laughs> like immunity. <laughs> Surprise, my mom. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay. So, so, so to be honest, you you guys were like so good at combing the areas. Like, I didn't think you guys were actually going to go downstairs. So, Vestamir didn't want to go downstairs. That's what I'm going to say. So, so, so when somebody, I'm not going to name names, but when someone's like, "Let's go downstairs," I was just like, 
I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to see how this happens. I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let this play out. <laughs> I'm, I, I, li- I literally just, just, just sat back. I was like, okay. <laughs> just like, I, just, I just wanted to see what happened. I thought. You <laughs> thought what? That, that we were just going to like. I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't want to like. Like, so, so, um, so, so for the listeners that uh, are, didn't watch our episode, you got, it's still there. You can watch it. Um, it's it's on YouTube, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. it's on Twitch right now. I need to move into YouTube. Anyways, but you know, we were exploring this nice little temple, it's, and then it's the Amber Temple. <laughs> and then you know, so far it's been it's kind of challenging, but not like anything crazy. And then we're like, let's go downstairs and explore this area over here. As as soon as like the first person like steps on the like last step of the stairs, three fireballs. Three fireballs. No, it was four. Three from the walls and then one coming from the freaking uh, statue. No, 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 no. One didn't come from the statue. Oh, okay. Well, no, three not, fireballs. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Three fireballs to the face. Luckily, the actually- rogue just stepped away. <laughs> Yeah, but everybody else. Nat- I took I took full damage. I almost died. It was great. It was fantastic. Naturally, the rogue just like walked away clean. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was. Just, I have to admit, it was it was interesting to see your guys' reactions when I'm like, I need a dexterity saving throw. Actually, I need three of them. <laughs> that was the part that I was like, what? I just- Anyways, having aura of warding would have been very very useful at that moment. So level 15. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Oath of the Ancients you get on Dying Sentinel. There's always something in every fucking episode that throws it off the rails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you if reduced to zero hit points, you, you choose to drop one to one instead. So this is the Undying thing from, from the Berserker anyways. <clears throat> yeah, this is also um, Death Ward. The spell Death Ward as well. Right, right. Um, additionally, you suffer none of the drawbacks of old age. Woo. Woo. <laughs> you can't be aged magically. Why is that a thing? I I can see that being more like a thematic thing because it's like, oh, it's nature. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then at level 10, I mean at level 20, you get Elder Champion. You become the champion of nature for one minute. I actually think this is pretty cool. Yeah, you so, get um you get at the start of each of your turn, you you regain 10 hit points. Uh whenever you cast a paladin spell that has casting at a time of one action, you can cast it using a bonus action, which is badass. Which means you can also do an attack, which means you can also mm-hmm. do a smite. Yep. <laughs> so, enemy cre- smites. That essentially yep. means you can do two smites in a round. Enemy creatures within 10 feet of you have disadvantage on saving throws against your paladin spells and, and channel divinity options. So, what, what I think is really neat is that it says... Um, at 20th level, you assume the form of an ancient force of nature taking on appearance you can choose. Yeah, which right, like, right, right. Was like suddenly like you have like leaves coming out of your hair or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna turn into Groot. I am Groot. I don't see why not. I'm actually really surprised they don't get bark skin as well as a spell. Hmm. Wow, yeah. you know what? That's actually. Oh, uh, you know what? That's probably because they already like. I think they already start out with heavy armor, don't they? Yes. Yeah, they start. Yeah, they start out with chain mail. So I mean, all bark skin does it just raises your AC to six. Oh, yeah, God, it does, sorry. It doesn't count. Your, huh? Like it wouldn't do anything. No, it really wouldn't, because all it does is raise your AC to sixteen. So if you, you, like if you already have a sixteen AC. So yeah, that's uh, Oath of Ancients. Uh, a little bit of a hippie, but kind of scary wait, too. Wait, wait, no, you mean the Oath of Ancients? Yeah, that's what I said. You said Oath of Vengeance. No, I said Ancient. 
Whatever. That's not like you said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I will never really uh, go to the radio. I mean, I I know the Oath of Ancients sounds like it's a bit of a hippie thing, but I actually think it's really neat. I I, I think it's kind of it's it's kind of like breaking the idea of what is good. You right. Know? Like it's like it, it's it's more like nature is good sort of a thing instead of like civilization. So, I mean, I, I, I just think it's really neat to have a heavily armored knight like protecting a grove or something like that. That'd be like the last thing I would expect to see when I go into a forest. True. So, yeah, it, it just conjures up a lot of like a lot of ideas and really cool imagery for me. So. Because you're a hippie? No, because I worship the old gods. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I, like everyone should be. All right. So now let's move on to the Oath of Vengeance. Otherwise known as the worst subclass. You're the worst subclass. I mean, I don't know. The Oath of Vengeance is okay. So <clears throat> the Oath of Vengeance is, <laughs> is a solemn commitment. <laughs> well, I was just going to read it. Yeah, no, it's just like. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. I'm right. All right. So, oath of vengeance, vengeance. The oath of vengeance is a solemn commitment to punish those who have committed a grievous sin. <clears throat> when evil forces slaughter helpless villagers, when an entire, <clears throat> when an entire people turns against the will of the gods, when a thief's guild grows too violent and powerful, when a dragon's rampage rampages through the countryside, at times like these. Paladins arise and swear an oath of vengeance to set right that which has gone wrong. To set paladins sometimes, whoop, to these paladins sometimes call it avengers or dark knights. Their own purity is not as important as delivering justice. We can't save the world, but we can avenge it. Right. So, so I think what's really interesting before we really dive into is that this was. <laughs> like the closest you were going to get to an evil paladin in the yeah. PHB. And it's like, it's like, and, and, and it's still like, no, it's not really evil. We didn't, we didn't say evil. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Well, I mean, once we get into the tens of vengeance, that, that'll make it more obvious as to why. Right. So the first one is fight the greater evil. Face with the choice of fighting my, my sworn foes or combating or combating a lesser evil, I choose to yeah, I choose the greater evil. No mercy for the wicked. Ordinary foes might win with might win my mercy, but my sworn enemies do not. By any means necessary. The qualms can't get in the way of the of of exterminating my foes. And finally, restitution. If my foes wreck wreak ruin on the world, it is because I failed to stop them. I must help those harmed by their misdeeds. I feel and like this guy's carrying to, the world on his shoulders. Right. And I, and, and I feel like when it comes to the tenants, the last one is the only one that could probably make them break their oaths. Cause the other ones are just like, Hey, fuck them up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But then like the restitution is the only one like, Oh, wait, 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 you're still good. You have to like, you know, don't mm -hmm. forget you're still a good guy, <laughs> you know? So I, 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 this is, I can see a lot of people playing this one just purely on the fact that, 
Well, first of all, it's it, it was the closest thing, like I said, like an evil paladin. So a lot of people are probably going to play that just for the novelty of it, but also because it's the one that gives them the most leeway in terms of what they can or can't do. So that's true. <clears throat> so yep. oh, I'm here. Yep. Yep. OK. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, Discord like froze for me for a second. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just like completely froze. So. So right. moving on to the old spells, you want to go yeah. over them? Yep. So at third level, to get Bane and Hunter's Mark, which Bane, uh, Bane's pretty cool. Uh, Hunter's Mark is the more interesting of the two. I, it's really interesting that that they're the only other class that can get Hunter's Mark besides the Rangers. Yeah. Um, at fifth, they get Hold Person and Misty Step, which Mist. I I think Misty Step is just there just to make them look cool. Um. Ninth, they get haste. Christ. <laughs> Ninth, they get haste, and then they get protection from energy. Thirteenth, <laughs> uh, they get banishment, and then dimension door for some reason. Um, yeah, that's that, a weird one. Yeah, that. Hmm. Like, why? What would be the point of that? The only, the only reason why I can see that is something that's like your sworn enemies on the other side of the battlefield, and there's all these innocent people in between. Like, nope. Dimension door just gonna pop over there, you know, kind of a you know that way, like it gets like the the innocence out of the way. Um, and then at seventeenth level, hold monster and scrying. Huh. Well, if you're looking for your enemies and your storm foe, I guess kind of makes right. sense. I, I can I can see scrying being like okay, I'm I have. I have an oath of vengeance on this guy. I need to know what he's doing right now, kind of a thing. So, yeah, it's 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 certainly an interesting spell choice. Uh, I I was I was expecting more um, offensive based spells going in, um, but really, besides uh, Hunter's Mark, everything else is like weird, like utility spells. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking I was thinking he was gonna get like, or she was gonna get um, like I don't know inflict wounds or some something like that something along those lines um yeah like inflict wounds maybe something like um oh like hellish rebuke yeah that would probably be another good one um yeah no it's just it's really weird it's just it's just a really esoteric choice of spells especially you know like none of these except for like i said except for banner hunters mark none of these really say vengeance to me right you know so and you get those two at third level. So everything yeah. after that is. Yeah, everything everything after that, you kind of have to, you know, you, you have to think outside the box, which is not a bad thing. I, I That's something I need to work on. So because you can't just keep throwing fireballs at your party or at you. <laughs> Stop it. Right. And uh, now let's, let's get on to the, more the... fireballs. All right. So let's get uh, into the no, channel. Okay. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear it. Oh, okay. Um, all right, so now let's get to the channel divinities for the Oath of Vengeance. Uh, right. The first one is Abjure, uh, Abjure Enemy. Uh, so you can find one creature for one minute. Any creature. Yeah, but it's uh, one, right? It's one right. creature. It's any one creature, but fiends or undead have disadvantage on this. So Yeah. So unlike the other ones, it's like fiends are undead or fae and fiends for some reason. It's any one creature. So, yeah. 
So uh, you know, it kind of it, it because because you're you're it, it's vengeance. So it can't you can't really it can't be like oh due to my oath I have to have vengeance against a celestial. Wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> Hold on a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so the creature the creature's speed is reduced to zero. And it can't benefit from bonus to its speed. Huh. So they and can't really run away. They just, save, the creature's speed is halved for one minute. Yeah. So they just So this would they, probably be more like a situation like you see your sworn enemy. They are right there. Yeah. So I'm gonna use my abjure enemy to stop them in their tracks and I'm gonna get to them. Then you're gonna use and even yeah. if, even if even if they make their save, you could still probably catch up to them. True. Yeah, interesting. So the first time I see the whole uh, speed to zero thing. Yeah, usually usually when it comes to frighten, they have to use a maximum amount of their speed to get away from you. So yeah, exactly. Which I mean to to be fair, I kind of feel like the speed to zero is more in line with being frightened. Because it's really like a fight or flight thing, and sometimes you're just kind of rooted in fear, you know, from your, you know, from your experience. So I, 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 I can see that working out really well. Plus, how fucking terrifying would that be to have it with a vengeance paladin <laughs> after your ass? So you just like, yeah. and the guy is just like you, and just like points just you out of the crowd. And then uh, vow of enmity. M M M M M M Heather's gonna correct us on the next session. Don't worry yeah, about it. That's fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so as a bonus action, you can under utter utter a vow of uh, can't talk uh, right now. Utter, utter a vow of enmity. 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 Against a creature you see within ten feet of you, using this, using your channel divinity, you get the advantage. You get advantage on attack rolls against that one creature for one minute, or until it drops to zero or fall unconscious. And that point, like, what? So again, it's like the um, what 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 was that one subclass that did that? The monster hunter or the monster slayer and ranger? I think so. it It focuses on one dude. Which I mean, for for a, I was gonna say barbarian for some reason. For a paladin, that works perfectly because, like I said, they excel in one to one combat. So that plus all this stuff, like heaven help that guy <laughs> that you know <laughs> that this guy has sworn an oath of vengeance. I'm gonna against. find you. I'm gonna find your ass. <laughs> I've always heard if you if you if your party is a bunch of murder hobos roll up an oath of vengeance there's your big bad evil guy for the campaign oh shit didn't even think about that yeah <laughs> hey remember remember the that shopkeeper that you killed well his son learned how to use a sword and was and was bestowed by his god to carry out an oath of vengeance or some crap like that badass <laughs> Oh yeah, the oath, the oath of vengeance paladin is always like the uh, the thing that's gonna rain in a party of murder hobos <laughs> for sure. So, um, all right. at, so at level seven, relentless avenger. At by seventh level, your supernatural focus helps you close off a of foe's retreat. 
When you hit a creature with, a, with an opportunity attack, you can move up to half your speed immediately after your attack and as part of the same reaction. This movement does not provoke uh, opportunity attacks. So essentially, essentially, if you get it, yeah, you just essentially move. Essentially, you just move far, far ahead, and then you try to catch him again. <laughs> Another opportunity. Attack. I, I I can probably see this being like a situation where it's like, okay, you're going after the head of the thieves guild, kind of a thing, and he's got he's throwing a bunch of like lackeys at you. Well, you're trying to cut through the mob, and you you hit one guy, and you're just like, okay, fuck it, and you just kind of right. like you know shove him aside, and you use your speed to keep going after the um the guy that you're you know trying to pursue yeah pretty cool i mean not bad i mean at either way even if even if that's not the situation you 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 can move without use without getting an, an attack of opportunity so yeah you know that that extra movement of the battlefield is always handy for sure uh and then at level 15 you get soul of vengeance and you can attack a creature that's under your Vow of enmity if they attack. Enmity? You know, I'm going to look up how to pronounce this. <laughs> this joke's uh, going on for too long. So, 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 if you have somebody under your vow of enmity, 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 um, and they attack either you or somebody else, mm-hmm. um, you get to attack them. Yep. Like you, you get a free attack on them. So that's pretty useful. Enmity. 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 English is so stupid. Hold on. Enmity. 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 Anyways, level twenty. <laughs> Avenging angel. So, I wrote down. I wrote down. You become an angel for one minute. <laughs> it's really. Eh, I mean, yes, it is that. But I, I think this was when you were talking about how. Uh, in the sorcerer was it the sorcerer episode where you're talking about how like you wanted to do like radiant damage but still be like 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 fearsome and scary yeah scary i think this is what you were talking about like this was immediately what sprung to my mind when i read this um so wings wings sprout from your back and grant you a flying speed of 60 which is pretty fucking fast that's double uh, your, you, yeah that's double your speed yeah then you emanate an aura of menace in 30 foot radius that first yeah the first time any creature any enemy creature enters the aura uh or start its turn where there during battle the creature must sit on a wisdom saving throw or become frightened of you for one minute or until it takes damage. Attack rolls against the frightened creature have advantage. Yeah, nah. but but hold on, because this is a level 20 skill. I will add it there like, I don't know, you get an extra like 4d8s of radiant damage plus you get to, I don't know, disembowel somebody, I don't know. It's like two... <laughs> It's, it's you, two get a, bo- you get a free Mortal Kombat finisher. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's two it's two bullet points, and they're just you move fast and you scare people. I'm like okay, yeah, At level you scare twenty. Everybody, but it's well, a level twenty. Yeah, but hold on. So it's everybody around you within thirty feet. It becomes frightened if they fail a Wisdom saving throw, which you're probably gonna have a really good DC at that point. And then all attack rolls against that creature is gonna have advantage. So, I mean, I'm not saying this is like, like, you know, but it's not as, it's not bad, bad. That plus the fact that, you know, you also get your bonus spells and then you also like, like even just as a normal paladin, you still get this stuff. Like it's not, it's not something that is immediately appealing. You do kind of have to workshop it. However, 
power flying speed is always something that I'm never like going to say no to because a lot of things don't really get flying speed. So yeah, I can I can see that. But I mean, like, do, but like, do, do you see what I'm kind of saying? Where it's like the Oath of Vengeance was like kind of underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, because it's not at all the badass that badass arena you want. Yeah, because like it's like. I really felt like they were like trying to hold back because like it's like, oh, we can make an evil paladin, but we probably shouldn't. <laughs> oh, there they. So then we're moving on to Xanathar's guy where they make yep. an evil paladin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and then, so, so, so then they got to Xanathar's guy and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. There's <laughs> <laughs> that uh, John Tron video with the cocaine. What the fuck is the sun? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, we, we get two extra, um, me out here we get two extra oaths in xanathar's guide and unlike unlike the other ones where it's like you have like an evil one a nature one and like a, a good one this is like the two opposites yep <laughs> like you have one that is like it, it it doesn't outright say it's evil but when you read it you're like there's no there's it would be extremely difficult to justify a good I mean, aligned character. Well, hold on, because I do like the, I do like the uh, the warding on the oath of conquest. Right. Well, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. But um, then, but then the other one, it's to the point where it's like, this is this. You have to play a good guy. <laughs> like you have to. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. <laughs> I like. Uh, I was like reading them. I don't remember the first time I read this. So badass! I can't wait to see the other one. And then, oh. like, you just flip the page, and the picture is like—it's <laughs> like it's like a dragonborn lady wearing like a robe and having like a staff with a ribbon on it. And you're like, uh, <sighs> why don't you just have like a little white flag or something? <laughs> oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. So, anyways, so 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 let's get into oath of oath of conquest. Yeah. So so apparently the other oath is, other oath is that you get to play as a French person during World War II. <laughs> Ooh. 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 Yeah. Right. Fuck you, Pierre. What are you gonna do? <laughs> so okay, so, 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 so okay, so the Oath of Conquest. The Oath of Conquest calls to paladins who seek glory in battle and the subjugation of their enemies. It isn't enough for them for these paladins to establish order. They must crush the forces of chaos. Um sometimes called night tyrants or iron mongers. Those who swear this oath gather into grim orders that serve gods of philosophies of war and well-ordered might. I like that. Well-ordered might. Mm -hmm. Some of these paladins go far, go so far as to consort with the powers of the nine hells, valuing the rule of law over the balm of mercy. The archdevil Bell, warlord of Avernus. Sorry, man. Something's stuck in my throat. <coughs> Man, uh, I mean, uh, counts many of these paladins called Hell Knights <coughs> as his most <laughs> as his most ardent supporters. Hell Knights the covered fuck? their. <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. So for like three minutes, they just made nothing but like weird <laughs> coughing noises. I don't understand. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is why this is why we can't get WebDM on the podcast because I'd be fucking embarrassed to have them on it. So so here's a here's a little sample of what you're gonna get if you get on this show. And it's, just, it's just that clip. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, no. <laughs> oh shit, I got a headache. Okay, hold on. So the Archdevil Bell, Warlove of, of Avernus. <clears throat> Count many of these paladins called Hell Knights <coughs> as its most ardent supporters. Hell Knights cover their armor with trophies taken from fallen enemies, a grim warning to any who dare oppose them, and the decrees of their lords. These knights are often most fiercely resisted by other paladins of, his, of this oath, who believe that the Hell Knights have wandered too far into darkness. I think it's really neat. First of all, the artwork for the Paladin yeah. Conquest, it's a tiefling. <laughs> naturally but if you notice it has a demon's head as a mace Mm -hmm. and then it has a bunch of broken swords along its belt so So badass yeah it's kind of like an iron throne situation where it's collecting the trophies yeah pretty badass so real quick before we get into if i i want to do a little thought experiment before we get into this class okay having read that how would you make a good aligned Oath of Conquest? Somebody who is trying to get <laughs> um, <laughs> something out of Bell. Um, and this was the only way for them to go through it. Um, but they're chaotic at it. So they, they can get past the killing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's as far as I get. I mean, the only like like I, I I read that and I was trying to think like you you know just because naturally this springs up like evil paladins and stuff like that. But I'm like, how would you make a good paladin? The only thing I could think of is like it's someone that was like raised as a child to like believe this like belief, so they've been indoctrinated. So this is like the only thing they believe in. Right. So they so in their minds, what they're believing like what they believe is good. But it's so they're technically good, <laughs> you know. Well, well, let's you know, just because you're know. a you're an oath of conquest doesn't mean that you're a hell knight. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Because it says, uh, it says, uh, I said if just because you're an oath of conquest paladin doesn't mean that you you're automatically a hell knight. Because it no. does say there, it says some of these some of these paladins go so far as to consort with the power of the nine hell. Right. So like, not all of them. Um, I can. I, I can see this if if we wanted to be less evil about this, this would probably be like you're at war with another nation. Let's just like let's let's just kind of throw like the Crusades out there because this is obviously what's going to spring up. And okay, so you've been at war with these guys for a while now. All right, it's time to bring out the big guns. Let's bring out the Oath of Conquest paladins. You know, like these are going to be the dudes that will sweep through the enemy nation and like you know, knock down any resistance kind of a thing. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So. All right. So let's, let's, let's move on to the tenants. Yeah. So, uh, douse of douse the flame of hope. It is yeah. not enough to merely defeat an enemy in battle. Your victory must be overwhelming. So overwhelming that your enemies will fight. It's shattered. Oh my god, I can't think of it. No, 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 no. I'm I'm, I'm gonna repeat that. I'm gonna repeat that! (laughs) Let me do it! (laughs) Douse the flame of hope. It is not enough to merely defeat the enemy in battle. Your victory must be so overwhelming that your enemies will 
will to fight is shattered forever. A blade can end life, fear, and end an empire. God, these guys are fucking brutal. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a neutral good with the conquest, guys. <laughs> rule, rule with an iron fist. Once you have conquered, once you have conquered, tolerate no dissent. The, your word is law. Those who obey it shall shall be favored. Those who defy it shall be punished as an example to all who might follow. Yeah, you're right. There's no way you can make a, a good like. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Like the only the only yeah. way you can the only way you can do it is if like that person was actually brainwashed. Yeah, yeah. Into believing like what they're doing is good, you know. Yeah, but then like, what's the point of uh, like? Is is the goal of the character to become to like realize that he's doing is wrong? Because then what's the point? Like, just, well, I say I say just delve into it and play with it. Anyways, so the last one is strength above all. You shall rule until a stronger one arises. Then you must grow mightier and meet the challenge, or fall to your own ruin. So, at most, I can see a neutral line paladin being this. Yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of a lot of potential for evil, but even then, it says they they value law over anything else. Yeah. So you can't be chaotic evil, Sesamir. <laughs> so a, that's a very devil devilish thing yeah yeah, yeah exactly a devils versus demon situation yeah all right you want to you so, go over the spells i absolutely do so at third level they get armor of agathus and command which i think command is one of the uh, cooler spells that i don't see getting a lot of play for some reason um and then at fifth level they get hold person and spiritual weapon makes sense at ninth level they get bestow curse and fear again makes sense nice yeah at thir- at thirteenth level they get dominate beast and stone skin stone skin I-, I can see that just being like okay we gotta give him something you know dominate beast is a better one and then at seventeenth level cloud kill and dominate person yeah so again a lot of this is just like subjugation this is just it's not it's like it's like what it says it's not enough that you win everyone else must lose yeah like this is control over over anything else so Um, and then then then, let's go down to the channel divinities right so the first one is conquering presence jose take it away what's conquering presence let me see what i wrote down sometimes i write like weird things uh conquering presence you can find a creature oh wow you can use your channel divinity to exude a terrifying presence. Um, but yeah, that, that's it. They make a witch well, saving throw. Um, becomes frightened of you for one minute. The frightened creatures can saving throw at the end of each of its turn. And in effect on, its, on itself. On its now, now, the big difference between this and the Oath of Vengeance is that the Oath of Vengeance is one person. But this is every person. Yeah. Like, of like, your choice. So why would you even go to Vengeance, you know? Um, because the Oath of Vengeance one, you also get, I think, don't you also get advantage on attack rolls? No, 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 because the Oath of Vengeance one, um, their speed goes to zero. Oh, right. Yeah, so you can, like, peg that person down, whereas this one, they have to move away from you. Yeah. So. And then you also get Guided Strike. Uh, you gain plus ten bonus to your attack roll. Plus (laughs) ten, dude. Holy, okay, so, hold on. Are you aware of the feat, um, Great Weapon Fighting? Yes. Or great, great weapon master. Yes. So one didn't uh, Howard have that? 
I'm not entirely sure, but what it does is that you, if you if you so choose, you can take a negative five on your attack roll to add a plus ten to your damage. Damn. Flat. Plus ten, no matter what. So that coupled with guided strike is busted beyond belief. <laughs> <laughs> God, that is. Jose, I'm not going to roll. Well, hold on, because this is, this, is, this, is, this is not to damage roll, to attack roll. Right. No, no, that, that's what I'm saying. So, so yeah, you take that negative five. Oh, I see what you're but saying. But you still get a plus five out of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Boom. <laughs> Are you getting so, sweaty over there? <laughs> yeah. So, it, so it's essentially like, hey, here's my free plus ten damage. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ! That is, that is awesome. <laughs> and then that's not even counting like this divine smite. And it says you can make this. Yeah, shit. Holy God. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and it says you can make this choice after you see the roll, but before the DM says whether the attack. Hits or miss. It misses. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like, oh, I'm gonna use my channel event. Ah fuck, I rolled a one. Right. right. <laughs> so Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh right, so moving on. No, no. All right. Don't start making the character right now. You have to wait till we're done recording. Ah, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> then at level seven you get aura of conquest. You constantly emanate an aura that frightens creatures and reduces its speed. The aura extends 10 feet from every from you in every direction, but not through your total cover. And that creature takes psychic damage equal to half your paladin level if it starts yeah. there. Then if it's if it, if the creature is frightened, the speed Whoa. is reduced to zero while in the aura. And the speed is reduced to zero while it's in the aura. So that so that's going to couple with the conquering presence. Yep. Yeah, this thing is terrifying. Dude. <laughs> wow, it's like it, it's like it's like they took the um they took the oathbreaker and it's like all right, how can we make this even meaner? <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then at level fifteen, scornful rebuke. All right. So when a creature starting- attacks you, they get psychic damage equal to your charisma modifier. No, 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 no. I love, I love the description for this. Because it says, oh, starting, yeah. <laughs> at, starting at 15th level, those who dare to strike you are, fi- are psychically punished for their audacity. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine, like, it's sort of like a random NPC. It's like, he's just like, oh, God, I should have done that. I should have done that. <laughs> oh, I should have done that. It's like, it's like the, it's like the picture of Shaggy. He's like, are you challenging me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, what was it? What was it? There was a quote from a celebrity or something like that, where it's like, where it's like, oh, when someone approaches you, what's the first thing you notice about them? And they replied like, the audacity. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, dude. Oh, this guy, shit. this guy, this guy is mean. Well, he's not only mean, but he's like, he's meant to like knock knock whoever he's fighting down like mm-hmm. by a million pegs. Yep. You know, like like it says, it's it's not enough for them to be defeated. They to have win. to fear yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. So, and then at level then, twenty, you want to read that one? Uh, twenty. It's called the Invincible Conqueror. You gain the ability to harness uh, extraordinary martial prowess. As an action, you can magically become the Avatar of Conquest, gaining the following benefits for one minute. 
You have resistance to all damage. <laughs> all <laughs> damage. When you take the attack action on your turn, you can make one additional attack as part of that action. Mm-hmm. Your melee your melee weapon attack score a critical hit on a roll of 19 or 20 on the D20. <laughs> See? <laughs> so so you get So you essentially become a barbarian for a minute. Yeah. You become a barbarian and a fighter and a champion fighter because then Mm -hmm. you get improved critical. Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, it's a level 20, but still. (laughs) Like, see, that, that makes sense to me for it being a level 20. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a level 20 paladin and you, like, it, a level 20 paladin is literally, like, that part in Game of Thrones where the Night King is, like, like, like the, the dragon's breathing fire on the oh, Night yeah. King. And it's just, like, standing right there. Yeah. <laughs> just, God, that would be... But it Dude. would... <sighs> this is... Okay, so, you know how you asked, you told me, like, oh, you know, like, when I was reading that part on the Vengeance thing on level 20. I forgot what it was called. Um, Avenging Angel. You're like, oh, this is kind of what I what I wanted, what I what I thought you were saying when you wanted like the celestial to be terrifying. No, I want this is what I want, but celestial. I can, I can still see this being used for a celestial. Yeah, like it, it would have to be like a lawful neutral thing where it's like I'm technically not part of any side. Like I'm just on the side of law, kind of a kind of right. a deal, you know. But still, like, you know, the demons are uprising, so it's not enough. You can't just defeat a demon. You have to, like, crush its ambition. Make sure it doesn't come back, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you have you have to smote it until it can't come back. <laughs> yep. So, oh, jeez. That's what I want. Oh, jeez. Let's not even bother with the Oath of Redemption. I, I don't want to. <laughs> how, how can we follow up to that? All right. So now we move on to Oath of Redemption. <laughs> you want to read that? So here's a neat little fun fact. What's up? There was there was a um there was a third uh oath that was in like the UA. Um, are you are you still there? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, okay. Yeah, like I said, Discord's being weird, so I'm just I'm just making sure. So in the in the Unearthed Arcana that they like did a survey for, they had the Oath of Redemption, the Oath of Conquest, but then there was one called the Oath of Deceit. And, like, essentially all that was that they were trying to make, like, the paladin a rogue. Like, That's weird. Like, yeah, like, they gave him, like, Pass Without Trace and, like, Darkness and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay. Eh. <laughs> you know, like, it, it just didn't really seem in line with a paladin. And that's, I can, I, I can see why that one didn't make the cut. Yeah, for sure. So, anyways. <sighs> Let's get on with the other redemption. <laughs> wow, you have to read it. You have to do this, Andrew. The Oath of Redemption sets Paladin. No, with passion. passion. <laughs> the like of Redemption. You, do it like you care. <laughs> Say it like you mean it, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. The Oath of Redemption sets a Paladin on a difficult path, one that requires a holy warrior to use violence only as a last resort. 
Paladins who dedicate themselves to this oath believe that any person can be redeemed and that the path of benevolence and justice is one that anyone can walk. <sighs> These paladins face evil creatures in the hope of turning their foes to the light, and they slay their enemies only when such a deed will clearly save other lives. Paladins who follow this path are known as redeemers. While redeemers are idealists, they are no fools. Redeemers know that undead demons, devils, and other supernatural threats can be inherently evil. Against such foes, paladins who swear this oath bring the full wrath of their weapons and spells to bear. Yet the redeemers still pray that, one day, even creatures of wickedness will invite their own redemption. So it's Jesus Christ. A little bit of Superman. A little bit of Superman. A little spring, sprinkling of Superman. You know, this actually, when I was reading this, because I was, I was skimming... I barely skimmed over the Oath of Conquest, obviously. But when I was skimming over this, um, this actually strikes me as very much like a monk subclass. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, I am really surprised the monk didn't get anything like this. I mean, it, 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 don't get me wrong. It makes sense for a paladin to have this, but it just, like, seems very zen, you know? Yeah. So, 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 the, so the tenants. All right. So the tenets of the Oath of Redemption hold a paladin to a high standard of peace and justice. Peace. Violence is a weapon of last resort. Diplomacy and understanding are the paths to long-lasting peace. Innocence. All people begin life in an innocent state, and it is their environment or the influence of dark forces that drive them to evil. By setting the proper example and working to heal the wounds of a deeply flawed world, you can set anyone on a righteous path. Patience. Change takes time. Those who have walked the path of the wicked must give reminders to keep them honest and true. Once you have planted the seed of righteousness in a creature, you must work day after day to allow that seed to survive and flourish. And finally, wisdom. Your heart and mind must stay clear, for eventually you will be forced to admit defeat. While every creature can be redeemed, some are so far along the path of evil that you have no choice but to end their lives for the greater good. Any such action must be carefully weighed and the consequences, consequences fully understood. But once you have made a decision, follow through with it, knowing your path is just. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, you know, the thing, it's, it's weird because the Oath of Conquest I see as a cooler subclass of the two. Mm-hmm. But the Oath of Redemption I see as a more interesting one. Like, does that make sense? As in, like it's more complex, and the way and the, the way they come, the, the, the way that they achieve things. It's like the oath of devotion, paladin, but the oaths are cranked up mm. to to like ten, to where like you are, it, it, it like like you have like you're not. It's not enough that you are good. You have to be like a like a beacon of hope, right, in a world of darkness, kind of thing, and it's just. I can see this being really rewarding for certain players that, you know, that that guy that wants to be like, hey, hold my tenants of my oaths against me. So that way, should I break them, you know, I fall or what have you. And so if if you were to do this, I can I can see this being very, very interesting. And, there, and I can see there being a lot of natural conflict coming in just from them because it's it's D&D. Yeah. You know, like if can you imagine an oath of redemption paladin being in like Curse of Strahd or something like that? 
Jeez. Yeah, like it would have like a really, really hard time. Like there would be a lot of like inner, like inner conflict and stuff like that. And so, I mean, in, in, in a certain respect, I really like this subclass. Well, let's 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 get to the spells. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'm I'm waxing poetic over here. Well, <laughs> mean yeah, but let's let's I I can see what you're talking about, but let's let's go over like why why right. Yeah. Okay. So, so the third level you get sanctuary and sleep, which makes sense. Yeah, and then the fifth level you get calm emotions and hold person. Again, then, makes sense. Then the ninth level you get counter spell and hypnotic pattern. Thirteenth level you get Otilux, Otilux, resilient sphere and stone skin. What is what mm-hmm. is? I don't think I've ever seen Otilux sphere. I think what that is, it's like it's like an invincible sphere. Like no damage can come in and no damage can come out. Mm. As far as I can remember. Right. And then at 17 level you get whole monster and wall of force. Yeah. Yeah, so this is so, so this is like kinda like the guy in between. It's like, oh, it's a snow fight. It's not worth it. <laughs> and then like they finally Have eventually eventually he realizes that like fighting is the only way. Have you ever tried uh, debating with them? Maybe that. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, you fucking centrist. But, but, but following the proper rules, not like, you know, yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we can talk this up. <laughs> All right. So, Autoluke's Resilient Sphere is a sphere of shimmering force. It closes a creature of large size or smaller. Unwilling creature must make a dexterity saving throw. Nothing, not physical objects, energy, or other spell effects, can pass through the barrier in or out through it. Uh, though a creature in the sphere can breathe there. The sphere is immune to all damage, and a creature or object inside cannot be damaged or by attacks or effects originating from the outside, nor can a creature inside the sphere damage anything outside of it. So it's essentially yeah. time. It's, 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 uh, you're putting someone in timeout. That's what that right. is. Right. So um, I, can, I, I can see a lot of this being used as a, like, this is for your own good kind of a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, let me put the wall between you guys. I mean, it's, it's, it's I mean, the really interesting thing about this is that a lot of these spells, they can stop a fight without there being bloodshed. Like you know, calm emo- like you know, calm emotions. If they come across some like hostile people that aren't like evil, but like you know, maybe they've had like a few too many to drink or something. Hey, calm emotions. All right, they're yeah. they're fine now. You know, or sleep, just, hey. You, <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, yeah, right, absolutely, so, absolutely no offensive spells, which I think is neat. Sorry. It, it's, it's, it's for a certain kind of player. I, I think I think I will get bored with it really fast. Like campaign, campaign. I, I don't think I would be. I think I think this is like, to me, this seems like an extra challenge. I want you, you know, to play this for Avernus. For for Avernus, no. But that's only because you told me to make a morally ambiguous character. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, for like for like a normal like sword and board, you know, sorcery campaign, probably, you know, it yeah. it, it it would be it and because like the whole idea is that like I have Divine Smite, but I can't use it. <laughs> like it's a last resort. It's a last resort. Like just try to talk this out. Like so, I mean. I, it, it it would be very rewarding in a long roundabout way 
if if like the oath of, or the paladin of redemption can like avoid conflict so right yeah i mean i can see how it can be interesting i don't think it will work well with our group <laughs> no no i don't i mean it like might, even if even if like one of us tries to play it i feel like our group it might or might not i can i i can understand like someone being like, all right, dude, look, we can't talk to the fucking giant. We have to kill it. And you're just like, but wait a minute, man. We just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, there there does come a point where you're just like, OK, let's just hit things. But and, and like I said, if if our group was maybe 15 percent, like maybe not even that much, like maybe like five ten percent more role playing i could see this being really rewarding but yeah no you're right our i i don't i don't think in the long run i don't think this would work right, out right right maybe for like a one-off most definitely Not calling anyone work. out i'm just saying like we have a pretty good dynamic but it is very huh i was gonna say like for a one-off what is it? like it i was gonna say for a one-off okay Can you sorry, no you, you cut out there again um uh, it doesn't matter. It's, we'll end up with you saying, uh, um, and then, and then, okay. So now, now let's, uh, let's move on to uh, channel divinity. No, yeah, what happened? What happened there? No, no, I was just, gonna, uh, I can't even remember what I was saying. It was just like a, oh, okay, a okay, trail okay. enough. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Wait, hold on. So oh, finally oh. we're going to get to the channel of divinity. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So now let's, let's, uh, let's, okay. Okay, now let's move on to uh, the channel divinities. Andrew. Yes. You're the boring one. You get to read these. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, fine. All right, so at level three, you get the channel divinities. The first one is Emissary of Peace. Um, you can use your channel divinity to augment your presence with divine power. As a bonus action, you gain you, you gain as a bonus action, you grant yourself a <laughs> plus five bonus to charisma persuasion checks for the next ten minutes. Again, let's hash it out. I'm right. pretty sure we can find some even ground here. And then you also get rebuke the violent. You can use your channel divinity to rebuke those who are violent. Or to to those who use violence. Immediately after an attack within thirty feet of you deals damage when an attacking as a creature other than you, you can use your reaction to force the attacker to make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the attacker takes radiant damage equal to the damage it just dealt. On a successful on a successful save, it takes half as much damage. Again. It's kinda like, whoa. Dude, I feel like I I feel like there's been like a movie or a show with a character that's like Am I am I thinking of like I think it's like the more I go over these skills, I'm like, man, I'm pretty sure I've seen something like this in, pop, in popular culture. I'm pretty sure there is. I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. I mean, you know, because there's no such thing as an original idea. <laughs> so, right. you know, yeah. yeah. I, I do think it's interesting that this is the only class that doesn't get something that makes it uh, like, like, like afraid. Like it doesn't have a fear like sort of thing. Right. So, I think that's now here's good. now here's an interesting one. At level seven, you get aura of guardian. Mm -hmm. You get to take damage for other people. Yep, you can shield others from harm at the cost of your own health. When a creature within ten feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to magically take that damage instead of the creature taking damage. 
I can only see this working like to protect like the wizard or the sorcerer, the squishy one. But even then, like, well, I, well, I think this would work. This would probably this would probably work perfectly if you were a paladin. Oh, let me face the mic towards me. That might help. This would probably work perfectly if you were like a paladin of like the deity Lathander, which is supposed to be the 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 god of like uh like suffering and resilience yeah. and stuff like that you know so like it, it this is the the type of paladin that would probably like i don't know flagellate themselves for like you know committing a, a sin or something like that you know so yeah i can see it you know like you know they're 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 suffering so others don't have to um that being said, yeah, you're right. This would come in really handy if there was a wizard in the group and they started, you know, <laughs> taking some shots. Yeah. <laughs> so stay close to me. Yeah, stay at least within ten feet of me until I get to eighteenth level. Then you kind of, you know, you can go up to thirty. Yeah. I wanna... the... yeah. <laughs> so. And then I level fifteen. I think, I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, level fifteen to get protective spirit. Which is kind of cool, uh, actually. Yeah. If, if if your hit points are less than half, you regain you regain one d six plus your uh, half of your paladin level at the at the beginning of your turn. Wow, that is pretty cool. Yeah. So if you're oh. careful, you you and that, so, that, that, so, that so 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 that mixed turn? with yeah every turn yeah. If you end your turn in combat with fewer than half your hit points remaining. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so that plus the aura of the guardian, mm-hmm. which means you know if the guy's rolling low enough damage, you can just kind of just sit there. <laughs> it's just, it just like the dude's like stabbing the wizard but you're taking the hit for some reason <laughs> take me instead and then at level 20 you get emissary, so of, emissary redemption. of redemption is by far the most interesting one to me all right go for it yeah so at 20th level you become an avatar of peace which gain which gives you two benefits you have resistance to all damage dealt by other creatures. All damage, attacks, spells, what what have you. Whenever and effect, a creature hit and effects, it says there too. Yeah, it, yeah, another effects. Whenever a creature hits you with an attack, it takes radiant damage equal to half the damage you take from the attack. However, if you attack a creature, cast a spell on it, or deal damage by any means but this feature, neither benefit works against that creature until you finish a long rest. Wait, what? If you attack a creature, cast a spell on it, or deal damage to it by any means, but this feature, neither benefit works against that creature until you finish the long rest. So does that mean that, like, you hit it, or or you hit it, like, three, four times, but you don't kill it, and then you go away, take a nap, and then in the middle of your nap, that creature takes the damage? No, what that means is that while you're the emissary of redemption, while you're doing this thing... Mm-hmm. You can't attack. Right. You, you will still deal damage, but you personally cannot commit violence against that person. Wow. What a candy. I'm just, I, I, I think that's neat. To me it is, personally, that's no, the concept is really cool. I just don't know who will have fun with that. I would. For like a. Sh- <laughs> Maybe I would like I would like I would I would love to see it in play. I think I think this would be really interesting in play. 
because I like like I said, it kind of has like a baked in backstory, you know, yeah. like you're on a path of redemption. So you must have done something pretty bad, you know, and that and that kind of plays into the whole like why that paladin is totally OK with taking the blows from so for somebody else kind of a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, it, it would this I. I would not recommend this subclass for someone that is just starting to play a paladin, obviously. Like, this is like the more advanced subclass, you know? Because whenever you think of paladin, you think of a guy with a bright shining sword, like cutting down foes left and right, you know? Like, I, obviously, the Oath of Redemption is not that, but the Oath of Redemption can be something for somebody that's looking for like a little bit more of a challenge like you know something something kind of like weirdly enough something to spice it up so okay i mean mean, it's fine yeah it's just it's just a completely like i said it's the oath of devotion taken to the extreme and and with that it comes with its own set of challenges and stuff like that so i don't know i think i think it's neat i mean if anything we learned that even though paladins are meant to be good and good aligned and lawful and all that stuff. The really fun ones are the nice, dark, evil ones. Uh, the Oath of Vengeance was kind of... Well, so I'm saying, like, Conquest and the uh, Oathbreaker. <laughs> We're the ones that got the, the most uh, emotion out of us. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm, there there are still some cooler ones there. I know, I'm just exaggerating. Now, now here's something I want to ask you. I know, I know, we're kind of running short on time, so I'm going to make this quick. We ran, on, we, 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 we ran short on time, like thirty. When I got ago. the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? Anyways, so here's something I want to ask you. If if you if you were running a game and someone was a paladin and they broke their oaths, would you allow them to pick up another oath in its stead if it like went with the story? Yeah, why not? Like the 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 first thing that immediately like conjured up in my mind was that it's an oath of conquest paladin, and they're burning through enemy territory because uh, slaying the heretics, you know, blah kind of a thing. And they come across a grove, and there's you know, like like all of a sudden he's kind of swept in by the beauty of it, or she. It's like swept in by the beauty of it. And it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe like this is the land that we're trying to conquer. And they break their oaths of conquest and they become like an oath of, a, a oath of the ancients kind of a thing. Like, I, I, I would be like, yes, please. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I wouldn't. You know. Or or I could see like an oath of redemption being like someone that was an oath breaker and they actually want to be like they want to be redeemed. So it's like, OK, if you want your oath of devotion or something back, you gotta be oath of redemption first. Like, let's see you ride out a couple, right? Like, let's see you ride out a couple of levels of this first. And then if you can do that, then you get your oath of devotion back. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta at least uh, do one or two levels. <laughs> you have to at least be low. Lo- I, I, I need you to see, I need you to be at least level five. <laughs> but, I'm level, the- but I'm level one right now, man. Hey, you shouldn't have fucked it. I'm just saying. Like, you, didn't, you didn't even get oaths yet. You already broke it. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I think that would be really cool. You know, like like a really interesting way to kind of play with the oaths and make like an arc. Yeah. 
because because it says it right there. You can you lose your benefits of this oath, but you gain the benefits of something else. So yeah, yeah. Why no, not? I, yeah, no. I will definitely. I will. I'm definitely like if anybody plays a, a paladin for, I'm definitely keeping track of of that of your your tenants. If you break them, um, you gotta become an oath breaker. If you're like an oath breaker, you stick with it. If you don't, then I I don't know if I want to make them go through the. Uh, the oath of redemption. <laughs> no, no, no. That that that's like something that's like if the player if the player wants to do if, that. Like I, the player, I, I would obviously talk to them about that. If the player wants to do that, and aka if you want to do that, Andrew, for awareness. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't see why not. But I mean, other than that, I, I think I'm just like, okay, well, I will have to make a side quest or something for them to redeem themselves right. or whatever, and then they'll pick whatever they want to pick. Obviously, well, I'll yeah. tailor I'll tailor the side quest to whatever oath they want to get. I mean, I can I, I could still see it being something like you were an oath of devotion. So you're like, you know, peace and justice and everything good. And, you know, apple pie in the American way kind of a thing. <laughs> and things start to go sideways. And like next thing you know, like you're a little bit cynical, like you're still yeah. good, but you're kind of bitter. Yeah. And you, and you might slip into an oath of vengeance kind of, a you know, kind of a situation. So, you know, like. I don't know. It, it, I, I think it's really neat that the paladin has a sort of like, you know, take out this oath, put this oath in its stead kind of a, you know, me- mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I still like I still like paladins because of that. Like you have to. Well, you don't have to, but like it gives you a more structured way of how to roleplay your character. And uh, uh, I mean, you, you, you're a spellcaster. You get to hit things. And then with the new Sanitar's uh, additions, oof. Yeah. You know, and weirdly enough, a lot of people were saying, oh, Conquest can be like super evil, but it's like, not really. You still, you like, you still have to abide by the rule of law. And it says like, hold on. It says that like, you have to, uh, you have to like, like answer to somebody, doesn't it? Hold on. Actually, I don't think it does. Oh no! You shall rule until a stronger one arises. Then yeah. you must grow mightier and meet the challenge. Yeah, yeah. So, so the moment you become subjugated, your your oaths are broken. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It, it, I'm sorry. No, no. I was just, I was agreeing with you 100. percent I'm just saying, if I was playing a paladin, I would want you to hold these tenets like to me. You yeah, know, I will make like, I will I will, I will make a cheat sheet and just have it like by my computer screen the whole time. Yeah, and I I don't see why not. Yeah, because like I said, as being the only class that can lose its ability from straying, quote unquote, during role playing or whatnot, like why wouldn't you? Yeah, like that that could be incredibly interesting, especially happens at the worst possible time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, for that reason, for that reason, I, I really love paladins. So, same. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Um. No, that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, I hope you guys had a good time listening to us babble about the paladins, uh, and and uh, get a little insight on why we like them so much. Uh, for my players, if you want to play a conquest, go for it. Um. Oh, the redemption. Be a good guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Uh, Oh, other redemption sucks. Don't do that. No, it does not. No, it does not. 
um, yeah, but uh, thank you, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we played almost every Wednesday. I mean, pretty much every Wednesday, unless something bad happens or, or you know, um, yep. on we Twitch. Are, we, are, we are currently uh, rolling through the Amber Temple, and Vesemir may or may not kill the group. Next question. <laughs> uh, Vesemir, Vesemir may or may not take over. Yeah, at the end of the campaign. <laughs> yeah, he, either he, he might kill the own, he might kill the group by his own hands or just by stumbling through the, <laughs> the <laughs> temple. We might never know. <laughs> All we know uh, is he might be the only one that might be coming out of it alive. <laughs> so yeah, just uh, make sure you join us uh, so you can figure so you can find out. Uh, uh, we also do on the bi-weekly episodes. Uh, we, yep. we, we we got back to that schedule because uh, the next few episodes are going to get pretty long. We might split them in part one, part two. We'll see. Uh, the fighter, I can I, I can see that being just one like kind of meaty episode. Wizard, uh, depending on how depending on how long we're going to take, that might be a two-parter. Cleric will definitely have to be a two-parter. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening and uh, make sure to rate us and uh, leave a comment uh, on whatever platform you're using. Um, and yeah. uh, leave us some constructive can... criticism. And just Please. so you know, I might, or, I might or might not cry if you, you know, tell me something bad, but that's okay. It, it cries a lot. I cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, you guys have a good rest of your week. Stay safe out there. I know a lot of states are reopening right now. Yeah, um, wash, wash your hands, avoid public places, don't go to a fucking theme park. Jesus. Go to the theme park. I want to go as soon as it opens. God, we were, we, okay, so, so, so we had to go into town today to pick up some stuff, and we went by the mall, and there were so many people there. Gross. Because they, because they just reopened, and I was yeah. like, ugh. Well, <laughs> stay safe out there, use your mask. Uh, there's been a lot more cases, uh, even though we're reopening. But that's America for you. We, we, we gotta get political here, guys. <laughs> no, this is about gaming. You guys have a good rest of your. Make sure you yeah. stick with your groups. Uh, game except for Wednesdays. Don't 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 go on roll twenty on Wednesdays. We need it for. We need, we need the bandwidth for our uh, for I, our sessions. <laughs> I don't know what the deal with roll twenty was last last <laughs> time, man. That was like some weird voodoo crap happening. <laughs> yes, yes it was. All right, you guys have a good rest of your week. Uh, you all have. Uh, keep on gaming. Bye. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.